0: Hey, everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FthisMovie.com, movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley, and I'm super excited for this week's show because we are continuing our series of going back and redoing our lists of favorites from the early 2000s. This week, we're doing 2003, and by we, I mean myself and my beautiful wife, Erica Bromley. Hi, babe. Hi, babe. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Are you really excited? Super excited? Extra, extra excited? I say I'm
0: super excited every single week. I know week. you do. And no one has ever brought it up. No I one has ever. I think
1: of it. Well, every week I think about it.
0: No one has ever said like, hey, can you really be super excited for every single show? And the truth I, is, yes. I know you are. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah.
1: That's why I don't get mad at you about it. You really <laughs> are super excited about every show. But I think Thank this show. Thank you for not getting mad at me about <laughs> it. You're super, super excited.
0: <laughs> exactly. Double supers. That's right uh yeah we're gonna be redoing our we list are, of favorites from Excited. 2003 we've done 2000 2001 and 2002 thus far that's it yeah just those three years i thought we did more new because we started my, with 2000 in my head we yeah. have in my heart um in my heart. this i feel like is the craziest year in terms of what was on my list okay in terms of how much my list has changed okay I'm embarrassed to read my list from 2003.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, then you're probably going to be embarrassed about mine, too, then.
0: Probably not. Um,
1: But I feel like this time around, um, we were able to rewatch a few more. So we had time to really...
0: Yeah, we've been working on this for yeah. a while because yeah. I feel like we started before October. We started watching some 2003 movies.
1: We did, and then but then we took a long break because right. it was Scary Movie Month, right. and then November, and surprise, and surprise, December. Hollywood
0: Homicide didn't even end up on our list. And then,
1: oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did we rewatch it for?
1: Oh, wow. I did love that movie Like back no, when we saw it's it. It's, it's very fun, entertaining yeah, and right. And fun, right. Yeah. Um There's a few like that. But looking at these movies, I just it did feel like a pretty solid year.
0: Yes, although you wouldn't know it judging by my actual 2003 oh, so list. funny.
1: Oh, my gosh. I can't um, wait to
0: hear about it. No, that's the worst. Uh, <laughs> no, so but your we, new one. I want to hear about your new one. Oh, my one. new one is yeah. much better.
1: Okay, I have no idea. Did you surprise me? Are there some on there that like we didn't rewatch probably, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, There's
0: some that didn't even come out in 2003. Wow. Boogie yeah, Nights is my number two.
1: But, <laughs> you're breaking all the rules.
0: I, I'm a rule breaker.
1: I'm actually kind of upset that we didn't start I'm this. I'm a bad boy. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm upset that we didn't start this back in 1997. Wait, let me rephrase that. Well, when we finished we... <laughs> the 2000s.
0: Because we can gra- really... Wait, no,
1: I'm upset we didn't start recording podcasts in 1997. <laughs> no, we Sorry, didn't. we
0: didn't invent podcasts. Right. Okay, that was Adam Curry.
1: <laughs> I wish that we had started this series of going back and looking at old lists with 97, only because I want to talk about Boogie Nights.
0: I mean, we could just do a show on Boogie Nights if you would yeah. rather. Have we? No, we never have because it's it's one of those. Like, what are we going to say? Except Chris Farley show, exactly. Right. I love boogie nights. I
1: feel like we've talked about it though on a few other podcasts. Like we had, didn't we have a podcast once where we talked about falling in love with the movies?
0: Yeah, did we talk about boogie nights on there? I think so. Probably. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) We both fell in love with that big old dick. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So before we talk about our favorite movies of 2003 Redux. You, maybe you Have you seen anything good lately?
1: Um, I have, yeah. So I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to your Twitter feed <laughs> or to our either one of our letterboxed pages yes. or um, F This Movie, where you just wrote a piece. You did one of your wonderful 24-hour movie marathons all about Nick Cage movies. And I really want you to do a volume two and then also... Of volume three, <laughs> part two and three, um, because he has more that you can choose got from. A lot of movies. So, we've been watching a lot of Nicolas Cage movies, and I am along for the ride. Right in the beginning, it was just like you were going to do this, and I was excited to see some of these with you. But then I actually, surprisingly, surprising myself, I guess, um, got really into it and started crushing on Nick Cage because when you see his range, when you watch so many of his films back to back, and like the the different types of characters he plays and um, just the variety in what he's done, it really, you respect him on a new level. Not that it's new. It's definitely not new for us. I know I know, some people um, have never really liked him. So to me, it seems like we're in the minority. But then on Twitter, it seems like we're not. It seems like everyone loves him. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, there's a whole ironic Nicolas Cage okay, appreciation. Right.
1: Which... Is obvious um, when you search for a t-shirt or anything. Right. <laughs> the famous pillow, uh,
0: And that kind of goes hand in hand with like also making fun of him for like all of his direct-to-video right. movies, which yeah. I won't even do anymore because I've now watched oh. all but one of them and I'm on board for almost all of them. Right. Like I'm digging all of them. He's it, – it's weird because you don't get a lot of um, Hollywood leading men who disappear into parts. Typically, they're cast – to be Tom Cruise is cast to be Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington is cast to be Denzel Washington. Right. Even Tom Hanks, to some extent, is cast mm-hmm. to be sure. Tom Hanks. Uh, and Nicolas Cage is cast to be Nicolas Cage, but you don't know what that means on a movie-to-movie basis.
1: And I've... Right. I feel like for a while, people did think that they oh, knew uh, what that meant. <laughs> and... It was just the cage rage that he was being cast for that Nicholas. Right, do a freak out at some point. Right, yeah. Um, But having watched so many of his films the past few weeks and seeing him in such a variety of roles, even in a movie where maybe he will, you know, let a little bit of that personality slip. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah he he does. He just sort of melts into these roles. You don't know what it's going to be. He is every possible um adjective that you can imagine right like we just watched moonstruck again crunchy. <laughs> Ew. i'm just saying
0: you told me to imagine an adjective that's what came to mind
1: crunchy could describe food and you do not like adjectives no i do not like food, so i can't believe you're even thank saying thank you that. for Those, knowing
0: this about me yes
1: that's not one of your worst offenders though um,
0: no it's not <laughs> i can deal with it
1: um we just rewatched. You know what word I like moon- less than crunchy? What? Crispy. Oh, I know you hate crispy.
0: And you always want to describe pizza crust as being crispy. Oh, gosh, because I hate it's it when right. it's soggy. We're so in love.
1: Soggy. Sorry. Soggy.
0: <laughs> Not soggy. So-
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I have a sip of your pop?
0: <laughs> what kind of Coke is it? Sprite.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um so Moonstruck, we rewatched Moonstruck. Yes. And it holds up so well. It's so perfect. I love it so much. We rewatched
0: Um,
1: what else? It could happen to you. Yes. And another another role where he's just so sweet and believable and you just want to root for him the entire way. Uh, It helps
0: that he's playing opposite Bridget Fonda at maybe the most charming she's ever been in a movie.
1: Oh, I know. She's so adorable in that movie.
0: And, Um, of course, Rosie Press.
1: Although it made me want to watch Shag again. Why don't you just give her all the money?
0: (laughs) We just watched Shag, didn't we?
1: We did. Yeah, that's why I said again, even though we just watched it. Yeah, but I can never never get enough of Shag. Um, So, yeah, he's so sweet and great. And then we watched Family Man, which we hadn't seen in a really long time. I remember so specifically seeing that... In the theater with you.
0: We did a double bill of that and Castaway. Wow. It's a pretty good day at the movies. It's a
1: great day at the movies. Yeah. Um, Family Man really holds up way more than I thought it was going to.
0: You might be in the minority on that. I don't think it's a movie that a lot of people. Really? Even think about, much less like. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's directed by Brett Ratner. Okay. Who, even oh, before uh, Brett Ratner was canceled, right. uh, has always been kind of a punching bag.
1: Sure. Okay. Well, I'm just. I'm, but I, I agree with I you. Yeah. What did you think?
0: No, I think it's a really solid movie. I've always really liked it.
1: Yeah. Um, what else?
0: Um, I don't remember what else we watched. We rewatched, well, one we're going to probably talk about yeah. later. Uh, shoot. I mean, we had literally had to pause so Captain many. Corelli's mandolin just so we could uh, record, record this, this show. Yeah. <laughs> which is Bella one Bambina, of the, two o'clock. <laughs> something we've been saying since I think the year 2000 when this came out. So
1: we've been saying that on the regular for 20 years, but yeah. we've never seen the movie.
0: Correct. Just based solely on, on the, the trailer, which we saw a lot. This was one of those trailers that played before every movie. Right.
1: And we were seeing every single movie in the theater. Back then. so
0: yes, for 20 years, we've just been saying Bella Bambina, two o'clock. <laughs> um, it's one of the few remaining cage movies that I have not seen yeah. I'm down to definitely like five or less uh really? out of his hundred yeah, you credits were, on IMDb.
1: You were able to watch quite a few Most of those me, I of course, had
0: seen. Yeah. The ones that I caught up on were the to video ones. Most right. of the most of the other ones um I we had seen. Uh we saw Amos and Andrew for the first time. Yeah. I liked that it. was Surprising. Yeah, I kinda wrote that movie off when it came out thinking that it was one thing and it kind of is that thing. But weirdly enough in 2020, I think it plays better than maybe it did in 1993.
1: Do you have, you're going to write about these, right? I mean, you already did, but you're going to write more about them, right? Probably. I hope so. I want you to. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite or a least favorite of his direct to video?
0: Yeah, well, I ranked them all on my (laughs) letterbox. Of course you did. There's a constant changing ranking. Okay. Uh, My favorite is a movie called The Trust with him and Elijah Wood. Okay. uh, That's really solid and is on Netflix, for those of you who are interested. My least favorite so far, and I only have one more to go, which is USS Indianapolis Men of Courage.
1: Okay. Do we have it? No. Okay. I'm waiting for the library to
0: tell me that they're holding it for me. Okay. Um. My least favorite is Left Behind, which you watched most of with me. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it's like, that movie's not made for me. That movie is made for a different audience who is maybe less demanding of filmmaking technique. (laughs) And they're not looking for quality in in every area. They're looking to be told certain things. Right, Um, it's a message. And
1: here's a visual representation of this message. It doesn't matter if the visuals right. like, hold up to right, 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 right. sort of filmics. And
0: I haven't seen the Kirk Cameron left behind, so I don't know how it compares to I
1: the... remember working at Blockbuster Video and that's when I first learned about those movies and books.
0: Okay. They were just There's a whole series always... I know there's a whole series of books and I know there's been multiple movies as well in the in the Kirk Cameron timeline. There's right. just the one Nicolas Cage one right. even though the ending sets up like that there's going oh, right. to be more. Um,
1: but nothing came of that with him. He didn't do another one. No, he right? never did. No, another okay.
0: what do you think of mom and dad?
1: Um, oh, I liked mom and dad. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was. We a, did
0: like five Nicolas Cage movies the other day. Yeah,
1: that was super fun.
0: And a 2003 movie, so we won't talk about that. But okay. yeah, we watched um, a bunch of movies in one day.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. We got so lucky with just babysitting or what, you know, like the kids yeah, the both kids had were, something at the yeah. same time. It's like, hey, um, I was surprised by it. Again, I didn't really know much about it. You had seen it already, right? I had, yeah. Yes. Um, I liked it. And I actually wanted to real quick mention... Looking Glass. I think that was the. Oh, one. yeah. Right? We watched that's that in like too. my top
0: five directed videos.
1: Okay. I really liked Looking Glass. Like, yeah. I was surprised at how quickly it sort of grabbed me. And then I just was, I didn't know where it was going. And that's kind of refreshing too. Sometimes when you're watching right. like certain, especially directed video. Most
0: movies, you know yeah. where they're going.
1: I didn't know where this was going. So, um,. I like that. Now, that was directed by Tim Hunter? Yes, it was. What Rivers, else was he directing? River's Edge, directed. baby. Yeah. Okay. And
0: like every TV show that has been good ever. <laughs> For real, he's one of those guys who like- Really? A lot of Sopranos, a lot oh, of like- oh, yeah. oh. I think he's worked on like mostly TV since River's Edge. But. Now
1: that you say Sopranos, that actually, something rings familiar. Okay. Okay. One of those- um,
0: he did all the good Sopranos. He did the one with the Gabagoo. Oh, my gosh. And then he did the one with the Forget About It <laughs> and the one with the Guma.
1: <laughs> what about the Yeah,
0: uh, The one with the agida. Okay. and the Sule Desta.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> what about the Micas <laughs> Now we're just talking about my Italian grandparents. We're not sure if these are real words anymore.
0: I remember uh, your grandpa, every time he used to come into a room, he would say, Bella Bambina, two
1: o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I thought it was adorable. It was. My grandparents used to um, make Patrick eat a lot of food. Yes. Like more food. Than-
0: uh, it's pronounced manja. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when we were dating, or I don't even know if we were dating yet, my grandmother Yeah, we would- might
0: not have been. I might have just been like oh my- at the house. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: She'd stick a plate of pasta and meatballs in front of him. Yep. And he'd eat it. Yep. And then she'd stick another plate. Yep. And he was so skinny.
0: I couldn't leave unless I did. It was like a Saw movie. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: why did you stay why did you put up with that because i had to so i was good. chained I to the floor
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> chained by your love for me that's right
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh okay so what else anything else
0: no i don't think so no it's been all in our... the cage all the time cage really cast. let's make
1: this cage cast
0: uh yeah all right okay we are doing a special half cage cast coming up that's me and Adam right Risky. right uh so so much of what I'm watching has either been for this podcast, or a column that you and I are writing in a right. couple of weeks, or another podcast that appearance uh, podcast appearance that I'm doing. Oh yeah, or that one's kept you busy. Stuff for this Nicolas Cage direct to video ranking, <laughs> right. or stuff for this podcast with Adam Murphy. <laughs> There's very little that I watch like just because I want. to... I mean, it's all stuff I want to watch, right. so it's fine. But it's I'm never like. Can I sit down and choose anything I want to watch? There's always something I need to watch for a reason.
1: And I feel like it's been a while. It's been a while <laughs> since we've been to the theater. Yeah, What's it's been that? <laughs> this is okay. So yeah, our loyal listeners know these little inside jokes sure. or things that we say and repeat um, from this era, era, and all eras, era. <laughs> um, but I don't know if everyone knows like how often at home we're also saying these things nonstop. Our kids do it. Oh my gosh. I know. Every time. Charlie, it's been. <laughs> and our seven-year-old too. Gosh, they don't even know these songs. Yeah,
0: good old, what's her name?
1: <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> All right. Okay. What was I saying?
0: I'm not sure. Uh, you were saying it's been a while.
1: Yes. Yeah, since we've been to the theater.
0: Since we've been to the theater.
1: What is the last film we've seen at the
0: movie theater? Bad Boys for Life, yo.
1: Yeah, that's right. Okay. And you've talked about that on what other
0: What a way to go out podcasts. Yeah. It's the last one we were that's seeing. That's the last one we're going to see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was that was the end. Oh, of... RIP our trips to theaters. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, no, I'm I would like to see Birds of Prey, although apparently it's only made for you and not me.
1: Okay, I'll take it. I'll let you come with me see it.
0: Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm going to be so bored. Oh my gosh, that's so it's dumb. It's just why? for women. I hate
1: everyone.
0: I don't understand why. <laughs>
1: Why can't we just like things and love things and it's see good things question. and yeah. have feelings about things and not worry about other people's feelings about things? Unless it's, of course, we're not trying to hurt anyone. Of course, they, we're not talking about things like that or right. crimes. But like, <laughs> uh, just. Why can't I just I rob places? Why can't we just like the things we like and yeah. be happy with that and be okay with that?
0: And if you don't like something, it's also okay oh, to just right. like. Shut up about it. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. It's fine I've to never, talk about it too, whatever. But like,
1: It's so rare that I felt the need to angrily share my opinion on something in the arts. Like it's right. the arts. It's entertainment. It's here to just give us something new to think about or help us pass the time or expand our minds on something. And if if it doesn't work, if it doesn't make you happy or sad or feel anything, then you move on to the next thing. I don't know. Right. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, 2003. Let us
0: travel back 17 years. Let us travel back one whole person going to R-rated movies ago.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How could that be?
0: Oh, I don't know. Um,
1: we were not married 17 years ago. We were not. We were married. This would be a year almost, before we were married. Yes, we were married in 04.
0: Yep. Uh, so that'll so we be the next. We were engaged for some of this.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: <clears throat> we got engaged in like September of 03. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I know things. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, yeah, our 2004 show will be. Uh, we'll get to talk about how we got married. Aww. uh I don't know that we will. <laughs> what are we going to say? Oh, this yeah, is the what? year we got married. Well,
1: and you, the listeners like, no are kind of caught right? up. Right, no, sorry, they really sorry. don't. They want
0: to hear can. our lists. Um, uh, so we are going to share our original 2003 pick, counting down ten to one, and then share our new 2020 pick. And you, because you're my Bew. Okay. You get to go first. Okay, so So you're two thousand three yes number ten.
1: Oh my gosh. My original top ten from two thousand three. Oh my god. Wait, list. what about what about honorable Do we wait till the end? Let's wait till okay, the end. Okay, okay. So I d- okay, this is I'm genuinely noticing this right now on my list and I did not mean to do this. I know that I always break the rules and I always have a million ties, and this was not intentional, but my number ten right now is like six movies. Nope. Yep. Okay. Gotta pick so one. So my number ten.
0: You you seriously have to pick one. I Otherwise know. you made a top fifteen.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I did. Okay. My number ten on my original. Yeah the Dreamers.
0: Okay. Which we also rewatched. Yes. One of many movies that we, we rewatched we in the lead up to this. Yep. Is this appearing on your 2020 list? It is not. Okay. So we can talk about it now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's not on your list. <laughs> it's not on my <laughs> list, no. <laughs>
1: Isn't this such a movie, though, that in 2003, I'm like, yes, they love movies. they I think part of around. the problem is I
0: didn't see it in 2003. We you didn't? didn't? See it. When did no, we see it? We didn't see it till it came out on DVD. Because we were living together. We bought the DVD and watched it, but that may have been early 2004. Like We didn't see it in time to make our list, which, by the way, we were making these lists... For no one. Oh, I we know. We just were making that right. like to have. Them. Well,
1: I just have stuff scribbled in notebooks, which is why. Right. Yeah, this is it's oh, it's so messy, too. I need to <laughs> I don't know. I need a new um, a new format.
0: So we put the dreamers in the DVD menu comes up. There's a nice piece of music. The movie starts. There's great music. It's all about like going to the movies yeah. and how exciting it is. And I love the time period. Right. Uh, and I was like, oh, this for sure is going to be on my list. <laughs> And then the rest of the movie plays out, and no, it is not on my list. It's not a bad movie. It's just not a movie that I love.
1: Well, I think at certain points, um, some of it might be a little bit in love with itself, and that sounds, I I hate to, I'm so sorry if that sounds mean, Um, but yeah, it just seemed like so... Um, proud of itself for referencing a bunch sure, of sure, older sure, sure. films, yeah. and I think in two thousand three, I probably thought or four whenever I saw it and added it to my list. I I'm sure I thought that that was so great. You know, <laughs> I love movies, and so there's are showing old. So clips, do they. So I really feel this right. And right. Um, I mean, and I it, it, I think probably in two thousand three, I ignored some of the weird sex stuff and only focused on like the sexy sex stuff and then this time i was a little more aware. by sexy
0: sex, sex stuff you mean like the incest right
1: no right <laughs> this right. is what i'm saying like back so then we were, we were into totally I was different definitely, things definitely no back we then rushing. i was just into seeing them all naked Got it. that's it i was like yes and they're in the tub and
0: i listened to part like, of the audio nudity. commentary and they say on there that uh bernardo bertolucci um, a lot of his direction consisted of just saying, Bella Bambina, two, <laughs> 12 o'clock,
1: 2 o'clock, sorry. No, maybe he had to say 12 o'clock for his maybe. movie, okay? Maybe. It's different.
0: <laughs> I did not listen to the audio. Co- I don't know if there is an audio commentary. <laughs> just, when you started saying that, I'm a like, long oh. way to go. He must for- have,
1: it was a good joke. Thanks. I like it. Um, yeah no I just do you know what I mean like back then I think I was just like yeah, I liked seeing them all naked she's super gorgeous let's see everybody naked again and the movie's about movie love and sort of this fantasy life too right because the parents go away which I don't really understand where did the parents go away they just go away yeah it's holiday yeah. vacations yeah vacations what movie is that from vacations
0: I don't know Mission Impossible um <laughs> Which one?
1: Ghost Prouts, baby. All right. Sorry. Oh, okay. He says it's pluralifications. Anyway, okay. Um, (laughs) Can't believe I didn't get that. I know. I'm the only person who regularly quotes that movie. And it's like not even important quotes or like quotes that anyone would care about. It's just, it's in my head playing like a record. Right. Okay. So, The Dreamers. And I think I had it tied with Elephant. And I'm going to be totally honest here. I know. I snuck that in. No. Because here's the thing. We did not rewatch Elephant for this for this time around and it's not on either one of our lists.
0: No. It may very well be very great.
1: Right. I think it's probably still great. I don't know. And I would actually if anyone has seen Elephant like recently in the past year or so, I would love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Um I don't know you know, I work in a high school and we talk about certain things a lot and we practice drills every year and They affect me in a way that's pretty surprisingly um, intense and profound. And so then the fact that I think about people who have really gone through those things, it's – I don't even – I can't – it's like I I can't. I have to turn it off and not even think about it. And I don't know if I can watch Elephant anymore.
0: Well, and it seems like our last run up to making these lists Mm -hmm. was like one – depressive slog after another like even if they were good movies it's just a lot of darkness in 2003
1: right well even in the dreamers like yeah which my memory was so that the movie was so much brighter like in terms of it was just like oh these young people who love movies and love each other and love yay and then really there is a darkness there too obviously but yeah yeah so my number 10 former Cast 10 was a tie between The Dreamers and Elephant. Elephant, which we did not rewatch and may
0: very well be on our list, but not happening. Right. Uh, So what is your new number 10?
1: My new number 10 is a tie. Don't be mad. (laughs) Um, I love you. (laughs) Triplets of Belleville, which I insisted on keeping on my list, even though we didn't rewatch it. And I have to be honest, I haven't watched it since probably we got it. Like, wait, no, we don't we own don't it. Own so it. We don't I own saw it. it in
0: the theater, and that was the first and only time I I've seen really it.
1: I really think that I saw it again since then. Maybe like a rental. You Bell
0: villain behind I, my back?
1: Yeah, baby. I think maybe a rental. So I really liked it, and I remembered it. I remember loving it so much that I wanted to keep it on the list just because I felt bad taking it off, having not given it the new chance. So it's tied for number ten with Irreversible, which I did rewatch for this podcast. And let me just tell you, Irreversible. It starts out, and I remembered we saw it in two thousand three in Chicago, I think, at Piper's Alley.
0: No, no, nope. Century.
1: Century. And what did we see at Piper's Alley that we were recently talking about?
0: Thirteen.
1: Oh yeah, so we saw it at the Century, and I remember being so, you know, like just uncomfortable and sad for the character, but uncomfortable in the theater and whatever. Um, rewatching it i thought like a few minutes in i'm like oh i can't i can't handle this like this won't be on my list like i I, this is i've grown out of this i can't do this it's um you know it starts out and it's just spinning and it's dark it's like a nightmare i think i described it to you as if you're super high on drugs which i am which (laughs) which neither one of us has ever that is true But I'm like, you're super high on drugs and you're in the teacup ride and it's nighttime at Disney and like someone's attacking you. That's like what it felt like. And it's just hard to like hear it and listen to it. And then I was thinking about when we watched Climax last year and I'm like, oh, this is his style and it just doesn't totally work for me. But then as the movie went on, I mean, the the one scene which everyone knows about is so hard to watch. I told you like I had to actually fast forward through the second part of it. I don't, am I allowed to talk spoilers no, for 2003? Okay. Um, it's not about not yeah. spoiling and it, it's just about not upsetting yeah. people. Okay. Right, right. Um, but anyway, as it kept going back in time, so by the end of the movie, there is this, I don't know, something that was so, uh, heartbreaking, but sweet at the same time. And I like how it ends and it just leaves me in that mood. And so it definitely stayed on the list for that reason.
0: I remember um, going to see it and it ends. And again, I, I'm not so much worried about spoiling it. As mm-hmm. you said, it's a 17-year-old movie.
1: Right, but more about just how difficult it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some
0: people don't want to talk about certain things and that's totally fine. But I, So this isn't necessarily a spoiler, but it ends with the camera spinning around in circles mm. and then mm-hmm. 30 seconds of a strobe effect yeah. and then giant titles that say time destroys all things. And in the theater, I mean, at home, we can kind of look away. We can get up and walk out of the room if we need to because it's making us dizzy or sick or whatever. But in the theater, I mean, it's just this, like, oppressive experience. And I remember it ending. Time destroys all things. Cut to black. Lights come on in the theater because there's no credits. They're at the beginning of the movie. That's literally the last thing you see. And I just remember everyone standing up and no one talking. Right. Just like, okay, we just went through a thing together.
1: It was so silent in the theater. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. I definitely had to look away during the spinning parts in the strobe light. It was making me actually dizzy. Right. Which I guess it's um, supposed to. I don't but know. something about that ending when it's the beginning and there's all that hope and light and
0: Yeah, no, yeah. it's like one of the saddest movies ever. Oh my gosh. Uh all right. My original two thousand three number ten is Jim Sheridan's In America. Mm-hmm. Which surprises me because I've never gone back and revisited it. So I think it's one of those that like I saw it the day before I made this list and really liked it and was Mm -hmm. moved by it. And so put it on the list, but then really never thought about it again, was never inclined to own it, haven't rewatched it. We were going to try to revisit it because it's on Hulu. I'm a little bit of the mindset that like if I've never gone back to (laughs) revisit a movie, maybe it doesn't belong on my list. Unless it's something like Irreversible where it's like there's a reason or elephant right, where like, right. there's a specific reason why. I mean, Irreversible is the movie that like on Twitter, or on websites, you know, people are always asking the question like, what's the best movie you never want to see again? And Irreversible is always the right. answer. Yes. Like it's such an effective piece of cinema that is very difficult to watch. Uh, in America, I remember being really cute i remember the two girls being like adorable
1: yeah so sweet
0: i remember it being very irish irish (laughs) um
1: i love your irish thank
0: you and uh that's about all i remember so it is no longer my number 10 my new list is Mm -hmm. much more reflective i think of me and that's why when i look at my original list from 2003 i'm just like i don't know who this person is who had this taste (laughs) uh because my new list, I feel like, is much more reflective of me. My new number 10 is Cabin Fever, directed by Eli Roth, which we just rewatched in October when we did 24 hours of horror movies together in our basement. Yes. That was like the 3 a.m. movie. Um, so I don't know how much of it you actually saw. I
1: think I was in and out of sleeping a little bit, but I love that movie. And I don't even know if I realized it came out in 2003.
0: Um. Yeah, it uh is great. Like I I've yeah. always really loved it, but that viewing reminded me of just how well directed it is and how much how big a fan I am of that movie. I remember going to see it opening night uh with you and just being kind of knocked out by it. That was actually the the movie my first online writing job was for a website called DVD Verdict.
1: I know, I remember.
0: The review that I wrote to get the gig that eventually would lead to F this movie, yeah, uh, was for Cabin Fever. Oh, yeah, that
1: was your first one.
0: Yeah, really, it wasn't uh, like a published review. Okay, it was it was like my audition. Yeah, piece. you
1: sent it in to them. I remember yeah. this. Oh my gosh, I remember this so well. It was for
0: Cabin Fever. Um, it's still my favorite Eli Roth movie. I think it's like really, really, really great. So I figured I'll put it at number ten.
1: Um, really quickly, I don't know. Does anyone? Listened at this movie. Who no. came? Oh, <laughs> no. you done? <laughs> who, who came from DVD Verdict? Like I know, we keep in touch with a few people.
0: Yeah, who I we met so. through DVD like Verdict. Matt do McIntyre does, yeah. and he was a writer uh, for DVD Verdict. Yes, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's some other people who carried over because we got. They were running our podcast for a while yeah. as well. We were part of their right. podcast family, and so I think that's how some people found the show. Right. I don't know if those people have stuck with the show all these years later, but. There was a lot of crossover at one right. point. Right,
1: we met Eric.
0: That's true. Yeah, Eric
1: Sager. That's right. DVD verdict. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, so, Cabin Fever. Okay, number that's Good.
1: Yeah. All right, my oh, your number nine. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah. My old, <laughs> my old number nine is a tie between House of a Thousand Corpses and The Cooler. I said it so quickly, so you'd not be mad about my tie. <laughs> So, House of Thousand Corpses, it's, uh it blew me away, as you know. When we saw that in the theater, like that, just it, it was like this movie is made for me. It speaks to me on all levels. I've talked about it so much, and of this movie that I feel like no one would want to hear me talk about it anymore, but um, and then I, the cooler was on there because um, I really liked it. I, I can't keep, I can't cut things off, right? Like I'm the worst at it. So yeah, that was my old and okay. my my new. Is in America and I guess I just oh, feel right. a little bit of what you said, but I really I have so much affection for the memory of loving that movie and I want to watch it again desperately and we weren't able to and we don't own it.
0: No, but it's on Hulu, right? Yeah, we but say I'm that still already? like Yeah, you
1: did. I'm like, why do we not own this? Right. I'm sorry that we don't own so, it. So I know. So, if it helps,
0: we own a lot of worse movies. Here's
1: why I kept it on though, and I didn't let it drop. Because I just remember loving it so much I feel like it's unfair. Maybe I'd watch it now and still love it so much. I remember them being right?
0: at a carnival and nothing else. Really? Yeah.
1: I think I remember it being just very sweet in a way that I appreciated. Like it didn't, it didn't kill us with the sweetness. It was okay. just the perfect amount of sweetness. All right. Yeah.
0: So that's your new number nine. So that's my new number nine. Okay. Yep. We need to rewatch that. My old number nine in 2003 was Kill Bill volume one. Uh, and I'm guessing I put it on there at number nine because it was like half a movie. I can't figure out why I put it at number nine. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. My yeah, that's new. Yeah, because again, the movies that are higher up on this list, I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> anyway, uh, whoa, uh, <laughs> my my new number nine is maybe the weirdest pick on my list, but if I'm being honest with myself, uh, it's the one of the movies that I've rewatched more than others uh, from this year, and I think a really good example of like Hollywood studio blockbuster filmmaking done. Almost perfectly, and that is Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl, okay. the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah. I think it's just I had such low expectations for that movie. Like we saw a poster and we're like, "Oh, cool!" Based on a ride, like what this is what we're doing with movies now.
1: Was that the beginning of that trend?
0: Yeah, it was the That's first one. Yeah. yeah, it was pre, pre-Country Bears, pre-Haunted <laughs> hall Mansion, of presidents. <laughs> pre, pre-Hall of Presidents, the movie. I remember that, where the rock is just racing through the <laughs> Hall of Presidents. Um, but I think it, it combines, like, obviously, you know, it, it's like this kind of star-making performance for Johnny Depp, who was already a movie star, but never a blockbuster star. And that was sort of the discovery for so many people of Johnny Depp who had just been like this kind of quirky indie guy prior to that. Um, I think it does special effects really, really well, which a lot of big studio movies don't. I think there's just enough like CG and practical effects with the, like the ghost pirates. I love all the stuff with the ghost pirates. Jeffrey Rush is so much fun in that movie. Uh, the score is amazing. Uh, Gore Verbinski like directs the shit out of it I just think it's a really really fun really entertaining movie and I'm a fan of that whole not the whole franchise but the first three movies the the three Gore Verbinski movies I really like all three of them this is the best of the three obviously um but yeah I mean there's other like more serious more important movies that I probably could have put on my list but I don't know. If I was going to rewatch yeah. one, I feel like this is one that I would reach for before right. a lot of the others.
1: Well, and having time away from these lists, you can think about it like that. Like what are my favorites? What are the ones I want to watch? And then it becomes more of a personal to you list instead of. And I think we we make our top 10 lists like that now. Yeah. But we didn't always because it you yeah. just get sucked up. It's not it's not anything um disingenuous at all. I don't think you just get sucked up in like what are the best films in terms right. of their filmmaking and their aesthetic and the, right. you know the serious aspects of of making movies? And you, it's like that a movie could be so so perfectly made, but not for me or not on my favorites, right? But we used to fall just victim to that. Like,
0: I don't want to believe that I was like being dishonest with myself. No, I
1: don't think you were.
0: I think I maybe was. Really? <laughs> yes, when I look at some of these, I'm like. Really this was I this I thought this was one of the best movies of the year. But
1: again it's what I'm talking about. It's like you're wrapped up in like the filmmaking part of it. Like mm, all right. The There's one on goals. this list like, the, that I just can't talent defend. in terms of the right like the acting, the blocking, the camera work, the everything, like every little part yeah. of that. And that could all be really really good but it's not your favorite movie. Yes, I think back then when it was really really good, it made your list because you were like, "This is the best film of the year," not but, necessarily my favorite. But
0: I think that there are movies on my 2003 list that don't even meet the criteria that you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> <I think. laughs>
1: okay. So the hype. So it was just the. I don't even
0: think it was. I don't even think they were hyped. I kept anyway. <laughs> okay. We'll get to okay. it. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. All right, your 2003. Number eight,
1: two thousand three. Number eight.
0: It's a six-way tie.
1: Um, irreversible in twenty-one grams.
0: So just a tie.
1: That's the last tie on my list. Okay. This is how. Well, okay, you have to understand that these lists come from a notebook of crazy scribbles, and I think as we move forward, there's going to be less of that because I got better at like making just a list and then having a bunch of honorable mentions you know what okay. I mean? yeah well, but that's like good. it's just messy nonsense i mean think about it we were there's so no point young. in making
0: a top 10 and list if, if there's 20 movies on right, it yeah right. right well
1: you know um but we were so young and not doing this for anyone other than ourselves so right. it's all that's it's true. just like my little journal you know right um so, wait, what did I just, yeah, irreversible 21 grams. So,
0: irreversible now lower on the list.
1: Yeah, I kept it on there, number 10. Um, 21 20 grams, grams, I'm going to, can I say it's no longer on my list?
0: <laughs> yes, you could say that. Okay. We'll have more to say about 21 grams later. Okay, we will. Okay. But we did just rewatch it. Yes. For the first time since 2003. Yes. Because we took the plastic wrap off of our DVD. I know.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) That's a good feeling.
1: Was it like with a Best Buy sticker on it? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely. certainly
0: wasn't coming from Amazon back then. Do you
1: remember Tuesdays at Best Buy? Yeah, of course. And we used to run into the same people there all the time. Yeah. And we live in a pretty... Like our town has 75,000 people, so it's not like we're in a tiny town or anything. Right, right. I mean, we have
0: a Best Buy. We do
1: have... We still do have a Best Buy. And
0: they have 17 DVDs now.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so sad.
0: Most of them are steelbooks of Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) Are they selling? Uh, Of course. Have you seen Justice League? (laughs) You haven't. Uh, Your new number eight.
1: My new number eight is Monster. All right. Patty Jenkins, yes, yes, Charlize Theron. Yes. Is that on your list? Like, should we wait to talk about that? Is that? I
0: mean, we could, or okay. we could just talk about it now. It's we fine. We
1: just rewatched it for this podcast, and
0: literally uh, today. Yeah.
1: So it, um, it used to be higher on my list. Mine too. Okay, so I kept it on there at number eight. Um, I think that she did a great job directing it. Charlize Theron.
0: Speaking of Justice League,
1: is <laughs> great. Hey,
0: because she made this and then Wonder Woman, and that's it. Yeah, well, I mean, now she's doing the Wonder Woman sequel, right? But, like, but
1: did she make anything between two thousand three? and I don't and think Wonder any Woman? films. Ter- like, Maybe f- she directed TV. Film.
0: I don't think she made any features. No. She was supposed to direct Thor: The Dark World, but okay. quit over creative differences. That is so interesting. Like so many okay. Marvel directors.
1: Oh. Um, that's such an interesting, like, just little yeah. fact about her career, though. Like, yeah, Monster, Wonder Woman. You
0: can see the seeds of Wonder Woman and yes, Monster.
1: Sure, you can. Um, Christina Ricci. Yeah. So young. Yes. Also good. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Can't really compare to what Charlie's Theron no, is doing. No, not at all.
1: No, right. And it really got me thinking about how, like, this past year, 2019, sort of was like a Charlize, uh renaissance for me. Just I was reminded of how between much...
0: Between Longshot and Bombshell?
1: Yeah, just how, how good and she is. And the trailer
0: is. for Fast 9?
1: Sure. Um, and how good she is and how... <laughs> um how she can do so much and it seems so yeah. effortless
0: yeah she's, she's so a,
1: gorgeous and
0: she's a little bit of a of a nicholas cage
1: yeah she is <gasps> should our next no no okay
0: fine. <laughs> because she's made a lot of movies that i don't want to watch
1: oh like what
0: i don't remember the names of them oh gosh if i pulled up her imdb right now i could list off
1: i know Who should be our next person that we go through?
0: I'm just going to cycle back through Nicolas Cage.
1: That's fine. But I might want to throw Kevin Bacon in the mix. Oh, that's fine. Can we do a Kevin Bacon?
0: He's good. Okay. He's great.
1: He is great. Yeah. We watched something recently with him in it, and then I thought he should be next.
0: Yeah. It'll come up.
1: All right. Okay. Um, So where were we?
0: Uh, That was your new number eight, Monster? Yes. Okay. I will talk more about Monster in a bit. Okay. My old, my 2003 number eight is The Cooler, which we had just rewatched. Well, that was one that we rewatched back in like September Mm -hmm. when we first were going to do this 2003 thing and then we didn't get to it and then it got pushed and pushed and pushed. And and we kept kind of pushing it so that we could rewatch some of these movies because you wanted to be as well informed as possible, which I respect.
1: Yeah. I want to make my list the right way.
0: Uh, It is no longer on my list. Okay. Is Wait, on which yours? one? The cooler. The
1: cooler. No. Um yeah, actually it is. Okay.
0: Uh it is not on my list okay. anymore. Uh I still like it. It's still a good like Vegas movie. William H Macy obviously is always really good. Maria is yes. really good. Alec Baldwin, I know this was like a transformative role for him because he was kind of playing a heavy for the first time. This is like the seeds of Jack Donaghy, you know, mm-hmm. is the cooler. Right. And I remember being kind of blown away by him at the time and thinking like he was probably going to win a Best Supporting Actor Oscar, which did not happen. I'm not even sure he was nominated, though okay. he might have been. Uh, watching it now, I'm kind of like, oh, I see what you're doing, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I'm, not as, I'm not as into it.
1: But you mentioned William H. Macy. And Maria Bello being so great. Yeah. They are the reason probably that it's still on my list. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh,
0: my new number eight is a movie that was higher up on my list in 2003 and it fell a couple of places and that is finding Nemo. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite Pixar movies, a movie that again, I think in 2003 you and I went to see despite having no children, Mm -hmm. uh, We always saw everything. And I had very low expectations. I just was like, oh, the Talking Fish movie. Great. And was not prepared for how uh, great that movie is and how moving it is. And uh, I don't know that I could even handle watching it now, like with kids. I think just the opening few minutes I've tried to rewatch and it makes me start to cry almost immediately, which right. Pixar is very good at, <laughs> every, you know, uh, but the last few minutes too, I remember our kids were watching it once cause they went through a phase where yes. they were watching it yes. because you were, you would always leave the menu music on.
1: Yes. I love the menu music.
0: <laughs> um,
1: it's just the score, but it's like a certain section and it repeats and I don't know. I love it so much. And then I remember years later I was showing Cinderella man to some students and I felt like I, I had that same exact feeling and I'm like, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of the menu, the menu to, to Finding, Finding Nemo, Nemo, but it's the same guy. Oh, okay. The, music, okay. So it sense.
0: Um, the last like 60 seconds of Finding Nemo like wrecks me. So I'm not in any hurry to revisit it. Um, it's, but it's great.
1: Yeah, it is. It's in my honorable mentions. I think maybe um not on my list anymore or I don't even remember. Um, Because, I have seen so many Pixar movies and I love almost all of them. Not all. Definitely not all. But the ones that I do love, I love so much, right? And yeah. so, But in a way, and this is horrible, they all start to fall in just a group called like, I love these Pixar movies. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I can't, I can't even pull them out. Like, they're their own category. Just let me have them all, the ones that I love, right? Right. Coco and Inside um, I don't
0: think I've Inside seen Coco out. all the way through.
1: Oh, let's watch Coco. All right, okay. We Inside might as well. Out, Ratatouille. We gotta finish
0: Captain Corelli's Mandolin first. Bella Bambina. Um, Inside Out, I feel like is the last Pixar movie that like you love felt Loved. like them yeah. d- at their best. You know, right. like right. this is what they're capable of doing. Yeah. Uh, and before that, it was probably Ratatouille. Right.
1: Do you remember when our kids went through the Ratatouille phase? Yes, I do. That was really cute too.
0: Why don't they want to watch any Pixar movies now?
1: Um, because they're too busy watching. What, Charlie was asking to watch more Nicolas Cage movies. That's true. So <laughs> let's take a win where we can. Okay, he he's getting into everything now. Yeah. Um. And he really he woke up and he's like, "Can I finish watching The Family Man? Yeah. I thought that was so. He doesn't sweet. know that
0: Brett Ratner was canceled. He doesn't. And I don't have and the heart okay. to break it to well, him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm just gonna show him Rush Hour Three and that'll cure him.
1: That'll cure him He'll of be that. Like, I'm done
0: with this Radner guy. This movie is not good.
1: Um that was your number
0: That was my eight, eight. Okay. Yes, my so eight.
1: My old seven yeah. was thirteen.
0: Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Who Hardwick. were we in Was that the first movie she directed? It was. Yes. Okay. Former production designer, I yes. believe.
1: Yes. She worked on Vanilla Sky and oh, that's a few right. other things yeah. as well. She did other stuff. But um, yeah, Catherine Hardwick. So happy to see a lot of female directed films kind of showing up recently and watching these 2003 movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing 13 with you at Piper's Alley. Yes. I remember being floored by this movie. And here's why I think I was um Holly Hunter gives an amazing performance Evan Rachel Wood is very believable I think like part of me now I'm watching it I'm like oh this is so over the top and this is so unrealistic and then in the same breath I'm like no it's not I'm a high school teacher I see this and worse all the time um so but I think the reason in 2003 that I reacted so strongly to it was because I had only been teaching for like a year or so right um and everything in terms of dealing with so many students with trauma and coming from really tough backgrounds and life experiences. And I just, so I think I felt so much for these girls and felt so much for the mom because I was seeing it in real life all the time. And that was new for me, you know? Um, I remember writing an email. This is so embarrassing. Oh boy, This is so embarrassing. I wrote an email to my department, all of the English teachers, and kind of like, Did a like, wrote a movie review and encouraged them all to see it. Oh my gosh, what a dork! (laughs) I, you guys, long deleted. You have to see 13. It's Catherine
0: Hardwick's brilliant direction.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, you will understand your students more if you see this eye opening. It's
0: about a girl transforming into Avril Lavigne
1: based on a true story. Oh my gosh, the costumes! There's a lot of Avril style in there. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so yeah, thirteen just a skater boy. really loved it, and and
0: it's still on your list. It even is higher?
1: no, it's not on my list anymore. Okay, I would throw in an honorable mention only because of Holly Hunter and Catherine Hardwick. and
0: but part of our recent rewatch of Misery.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, and there's so many like really tough moments of mother and daughter screaming matches, again, some seem over the top, and some, I know, happen all the time, like, across the world, and it's just so hard. Like, everybody, Holly Hunter is so stuck. Because what do you do? Right, what What do do you do? 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 She's so stuck. She's stuck trying to take care of her family, and um, the husband, the dad of the kids is, like, barely around. Holly Hunter is stuck. She doesn't know what to do with her daughter, who is clearly going down the wrong path times ten, but how do you, you support and make this young adult not young adult yet 13 year old right how do you make this person feel like her feelings are valid is that what's called 13 oh yeah what my gosh but how do you make her feel like her feelings are valid while at the same time wanting to scream at her you're doing everything wrong and this right, is bad right. and it leads to nothing good in life right like you know so i wondered about a double feature i'm not kidding i'm serious of 13 and 8th grade i'm i would like to watch them back to back and just think about the difference in like you know, fifteen years later. No,
0: this means you would have to watch thirteen again.
1: I know. <laughs> hmm. I won't be doing that.
0: <laughs> it's like it's not a bad movie at all. Yeah. I I'm, I'm I I kid thirteen.
1: I well, okay, so it used to be on my list, right? And yeah. now I'm giving it the honorable mention. But
0: it's a little marred in some like early two thousands yes, filmmaking nonsense. Yes,
1: yes. There's so much like shaky camera and all these weird cuts and the music is like scratches on a record and (laughs) I don't know yeah when it started I was actually thinking oh no way am I even going to like this at all like the first 20 minutes had me just put put off so much but I got into the story and it's based on a true story and thinking about kids and trauma and life and how hard it is and parenting and so it's still it's all right
0: but not on your list
1: it's not on my list no
0: so what is your new number seven
1: new number seven is the cooler and again you were saying the cooler. I, I uh, um <laughs> <laughs> uh, the <laughs> I we watched it and I just fell for their situation and how William H Macy was so down on his luck so much but he's trying and he's just kind of this lost guy and Maria. same thing like i just was rooting for them so much and i think that's why it sort of stuck with me and took a little place in my heart a little bit so that's why it sticks around and i like and again that whole right the vegas vibe and just like kind of them against so much i always root for that and when it's those two performers with those performances maria Bello is so believable and sad and yeah
0: has she, oh, I guess she has. I was going to say, has she ever played a character with like her shit together? But I'm sure she has. I'm sure
1: she has, but I, I don't like know. I feel like even
0: in history of violence, like she's okay. not a, she's not messed up in that movie. Yeah.
1: She's so beautiful. Can I say that?
0: Of course she can. Um, oh, you can. You can say anything you Coyote ugly. Remember Coyote Oh, ugly? she absolutely has her shit together in Coyote Remember Ugly. Remember Coyote Ugly? Of course I do. Oh, oh, didn't I just a, ask you been that question? a while.
1: Question. <laughs>
0: didn't I just ask you that question the other night? maybe i absolutely did because we were watching something where somebody started to sing
1: yes 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 yes
0: and i said remember on a bar which we saw twice in a theater i don't remember what we were watching
1: wait is that i was only staring for the first 15 yeah another
0: thing that you still say 20 years later
1: time i was only staring for the first 15 minutes does anyone even get that reference no and it's fine (laughs) it's fine why do i remember
0: it's basically from the trailer
1: right yeah.
0: But I mean, it's in the movie, right, right. but we're quoting it from the trailer. Sure,
1: sure. Um, people are often like challenging me on like, do you remember this line from this one movie? And it's like, it's always, I you haven't, know, you, you love movies. I'm like, no, I know I love movies, but I haven't memorized every single right. line of dialogue from every single movie, including your personal favorite that you've watched every weekend of your entire life. And yeah, it's usually Step Brothers or the or right. my students for a long time, not anymore, but for a long time, they're like stepbrothers and they're quoting all the time. I'm like, yeah,
0: and you're like, great, I only quote I, mission impossible. I know. <laughs> memorable lines like holidays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bella I <Bambina>, two o'clock. <laughs> I only quote. It's, it's Nicholas Cage's first holidays.
0: line in the movie, by the Midland. way. It's how he enters the movie.
1: Yes. And it's so, un- Bella Bambina. <laughs> <laughs> they all like turn and look at her don't well they? of course there's yes, a bella bambina a Bela-
0: <laughs> we were asking like why is that why were those people cast like
1: oh, he's italian at least
0: he's italian american right she's spanish john hurt is english christian bale is welsh everyone's playing like <laughs> right. super what? mario why? italians <laughs> talking in the sing-song-a-voice
1: <laughs> Mangia, mangia, <laughs> bella bambina <laughs> okay so my new number seven was the The cooler Cooler. what was your old number seven
0: my old number seven was tim burton's big fish uh a movie that i think i liked but don't remember and haven't been inclined to revisit Uh, yeah it's a movie we own yeah a lot of people swear it's tim burton's last good movie
1: i feel really bad because i have my memory of it is that I loved it and then quickly lost my love for it. But I I, I wanted to it.
0: love it because I wanted to believe that Tim Burton could come back and make a good movie. Okay, and uh, and it's pretty good for two thousands Tim Burton um, because you know after this he would kind of go down the Alice in Wonderland, Dark right. Shadows rabbit hole. Okay, uh, he did make Sweeney Todd, which is good. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Big Fish is fine. You know, like I know it's one of those movies that guys like to watch to think about their dads and yeah good for them okay but it's not on my list anymore okay uh my new number 7 is monster okay so uh which is l- way lower on my list than it was in 2003 okay um which is just because i think you know it's a movie that i'm inclined to revisit less it's pretty dark it's pretty hard to watch i give it so much credit for being as empathetic as it is, yes. Like I was yes. pretty knocked out by it, and it was one of those movies we saw in two thousand three. We saw it for your birthday because of course your Happy birthday, birthday. Well, your birthday's early January, mm-hmm. which means most years the movie that we go see is like the holdover from the year before right. that got the New York and L A qualifying run right. for the Oscars, and then finally gets released uh, in Chicago right. the first week of January. So we're going to see her, and we're going to see The Reader, and we're going to see Magnolia magnolia mm-hmm. and we're going to see the squid and the whale <laughs> and we're going to see monster you know
1: all of those happy movies for my birthday <laughs> but for the record it's me picking them too it's oh like, yeah oh, absolutely it's my right. birthday you're telling me you we're gonna two. do whatever i want which is usually by, know, by the way whatever. of all of
0: those the reader is the worst one
1: yeah oh i so clearly remember seeing the reader
0: because it's so memorable um i just appreciate how empathetic that movie is to eileen warnos like because it could have been Henry portrait of a serial killer and it's not at all. Right. Um, and it's such a sad movie and her performance is so good. Um,
1: it's heartbreaking. Yeah. You just, you feel like you want to give up on life the way that these women were treated. They, they have different things sort of holding them back. Right. Um, because Christina Ricci's character can't, be herself she can't come out right her family is were they threatening to disown her basically yeah yeah. Um, and then you just think about the sort of you know institutionalized practices that didn't benefit women at all and especially women if they were not from money or didn't have a good job or had a baby young or anything like there were just so many things to set up to um, make it difficult for them and yeah, I just had so much empathy as well, watching and feeling so sad for them. And, yeah, Yeah, and knowing it's based on a true story and knowing that there's women still today going through these things. Like, it's just very depressing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that is my number seven.
1: But really great directing and performance. You know, like, worth it. I wonder, if someone's out there and they haven't seen it, they should definitely see it, do you think?
0: It's, you know, people, I think dismissed, I I don't know if they dismissed the performance, I think a little bit, maybe they dismissed the Oscar win because it's like, well, she transformed, she gained a bunch of weight and put makeup on. Right. And unfortunately, the Academy Awards has a history of rewarding that sort of a thing. But it's not like, this isn't like she won because it was her turn. And there's a little bit of that. I think with actresses possibly even more than actors where it's like Reese Witherspoon, it's her turn, Nicole Kidman, it's her turn. And they're not necessarily rewarding the performance so much as like it's their turn. And I think Charlize Theron is so good in monster that I I think it's unfair to dismiss it as she gained weight and put makeup on.
1: I totally agree. So if anyone hasn't seen it back from 2003, they should see it now. Yeah. Check it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, your your old six.
1: My old six triplets of Belleville. Again, my memory of two thousand three is that I loved that movie so so much. This but is fascinating. I, to I me. know, but I haven't revisited it, so I feel no. so guilty about that. And it's your ten now. It is my yeah. Where did I? Where it did t- I? Throw it's one that of those in? ties. Yes, it is. It is. I threw it on. I left uh, purposely put it on. Purposefully put it on at 10 because I felt guilty taking it off, haven't rewatched it. I would love to know if anyone listening has watched it recently. Okay. Any other triplets of Belleville Lovers? Any other out Bellheads there? out there? <laughs> Bellcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was my old number six. And my new number six is Matchstick Men, which we recently watched as part of the Nicholas case. Yeah, we did. Uh, what are we calling this? Like, I don't know. Viewing. We need a name for it. Like, I, don't wanna, is, I can't say journey because I kind of hate the word journey. Well,
0: it's reserved for The Bachelor. Right. <laughs> They're on a journey. They're on a the journey. The rest of us are okay. just living. A, right. They're on a journey. Um, I kind of did a double take when you said that. I apologize. <gasps> but it's because it's my number six as well. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: <gasps> That's adorable. It really is. Okay. Um, just so everyone knows, we do not share our lists No, beforehand. Top secret. In fact, even like sometimes like he's so private with his lists regularly. I'm like, come on. Show me your list. Show it again. I don't want anybody Show uh, being influenced. Show it again. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I'm not influenced.
0: Okay. Good. Okay. Matchstick Men.
1: Um, Matchstick Men. We recently rewatched, and um, yeah, I really liked it. I uh, I forgot the twist. There is a twist. Yes. That's okay that I say that. Um, so for a while, I was just watching it, kind of going with it. And then it hit me like, oh, wait, I remember what happens. And um, you hadn't commented that it's hard to rewatch it or just a different feeling like knowing, right?
0: Well, because again, in 2003, Alison Lohman was an unknown commodity to me. Right. I had no idea who she was. So there were, there were certain reveals that I didn't see coming because I didn't know anything about her. But now watching it and now knowing her actual age and you know uh it's very different it's very sad to watch the movie now knowing the twist
1: right it is sad and i think the reason why this made it on my list is because it represented sort of a few different cage movies that we had just watched where i was the end the endings had sort of sad or like a feeling of melancholy or um, hope or regret or both of those things at the same time, and it was just I liked that feeling. I really love it when a movie can make you feel all those things at the same time, right? Yeah. And Matchstick Men did that for me. Even though it's like it's fun and exciting at times, but at the end there was there were all those feelings of like sadness, right. happiness, hope, regret. Um, yeah, but it's good. I mean, they all give great performances. Um, yeah.
0: Alison Lohman is great, and it made me wish that she what is she doing would get more work.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you what is I, she I don't done really know. lately. I, I don't I feel don't. like I've seen her in anything for a while.
0: Last movie I can think that I saw her in, I mean, Drag Me to Hell, obviously, but that was more than a decade ago. I feel like she pops up in Gamer because I feel like she married one of the crank guys. Um,
1: she, I mean, if I look it up, yeah, you're right. She was in Drag Me to the Hell 2009. Yeah, Drag me to Hell. I'm not seeing a lot of recent. Uh, credits for her
0: adam and rob met her at a convention they did yeah
1: <gasps> is she as adorable and beautiful in real life as she is in movies i assume so
0: okay um and nicholas cage is so good in matchstick men and it's one of the like last kind of big hollywood studio movies where he gets the chance to really show his stuff um and he's so good. And I was thinking the whole time of Motherless Brooklyn. Oh, Because yeah. Edward Norton plays a character in that movie with Tourette's and has all kinds of tics and stuff. And every time Edward Norton did it in that movie, it pulled me out of the movie. I know. And at no point in Matchstick Men does Nicolas Cage pull me out of the movie. Right.
1: I know exactly what you mean. Thank
0: you. This is why we're married.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, also, Magic Men, you mentioned something about... Con artists, right? Like that feeling you get when you're watching people do illegal activities that yeah. make you so nervous. Oh, yeah, so sure. thinking about Uncut Gems and right. other movies. Um, yeah.
0: It's good. It's yeah, my number it's six good. as well. It's your number six, My too. old number six was Irreversible. Oh, okay. My new number six is Matchstick Man. Okay. Certainly helped by the fact that, you know, we're on this Nicolas Cage kick, but also I think it's one of the best Ridley Scott movies of the 2000s. Yeah. I,
1: I, again, yeah, like I said, it sort of represented, it kind of like brought together a whole bunch of feelings from the films that I've really liked lately that we've watched of his, but it stands on its own to make my list. So my old number five, you ready for it?
0: I think I'm ready. Kill Bill. Oh. Yes. Turns out I wasn't ready.
1: Uh, my new number five is American Splendor. Oh, very nice. Yes. So we rewatched American Splendor. Well, I, re-watched. I didn't really you get didn't a chance to. Really. I saw no, some of it. No, you were working. Um, I rewatched it. And a very similar thing happened with a few of the other. Like I mentioned 13 where in the beginning I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be pulled out of this. And then irreversible at the very beginning. I'm like, oh, no, this is not going to hold up. I'm having this I had those reactions for a couple of films. Um, I started to have an American Splendor and then completely turned around i was so engaged and loving the story i love when they cut back and show you the real harvey picar picar right Mm -hmm. um
0: i believe it's picar and then
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to get it wrong um they cut between like the real him talking in interviews and kind of like commenting on things that that's happening and then cutting back to the movie um by the end it's so profound to me. like I thought thought it was just like this movie is life, and I okay, I love movies that show you people who aren't really recognized or celebrated in real life. Now, I say that he was celebrated, right he was they had him on he was on Letterman a bunch of times, but it was almost as a joke and for laughs and reminding me a little bit of um that one scene in the Joker, but, or in Joker, sorry, Joker.
0: Academy Award nominated Joker? That's
1: right, yep, mm-hmm, here we Oscars go. Oscars <laughs> this Sunday, everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? It's so early yep. this year. Should we do our predictions? They're always good. Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Hashtag Oscar watch. Um, <laughs> so, he, he was celebrated, sort of, but not really, not really, not taken seriously, and not, and then all of the characters in his lives, these are people who are very smart, are very creative, but can't necessarily get everything else together in life. Um, there's a scene where they go see Revenge of the Nerds. And his friend, who is a self-proclaimed nerd. Nerd. Yes. Nerd like that. Right? I mean, and, nerd. Yes. That's what he says. And he sounds like that. Um, his friend is really responding to it. And Harvey Picard kind of flips out at him and says, um, this, that's not you and that's not real life. Like That's a Hollywood version, and no one cares, and those guys are going to go on and get degrees and get great jobs and money and great lives, and you're living with your grandma and something. I don't know, and he just freaks out on his friend. And I felt so much sadness in that moment because he was right, kind of, but also being really hard on his friend who's just trying to do his best, and we all have our own limitations with things, but I just felt like we are in a world now in 2020 where it's, it's even harder to be a creative type who doesn't want to follow like the corporate America path or doesn't want to follow, I don't know, doesn't want to just like work to pay the bills. But you have to work to pay the bills because if, if you're not paying the bills, you're struggling in so many other ways. So everything's a struggle, right? It's a struggle to work at something that's not your passion, but it's a struggle to not have a house. Everything's a struggle. And it just makes me sad, and I was feeling so much empathy for the characters And I don't know, I felt, but I felt, again, hopeful at the end. Um, There's early in the film, he says, right now, I'd be glad to trade some growth for happiness. Because early on, I think he, his wife, girlfriend or wife, I can't remember, leaves him. Second wife. Second wife. Thank you. um, Leaves him. And he's so bummed out and he's so lonely. And he says, right now, I'd be glad to trade some growth for happiness. Because he goes on this rant about people keep telling him, Sad things make you grow and you're going to grow from this and growth, growth, growth. And that sort of reminded me of the trend in our country today where there's so much emphasis on like um, growth and self-care and our journeys. And none of that is bad and I'm not making fun of any of that. But sometimes when you're told those things over and over and over again, it starts to feel like background, like noise, right? And then you start, it stops resonating with you, Mm -hmm. right? Um, that's why earlier I said I hate the word journey because hmm. everyone uses it for everything. Like I'm going right. to get my mail; it's a journey to my mailbox. <laughs> like it doesn't mean anything anymore. So <laughs>
0: I'm on my mail retrieving journey. Right. But,
1: hey, maybe your mailbox is like way a down the road. Journey. Okay. Um, so anyway, I just so when he says like I want to trade some of that growth for happiness, I felt that right. I I don't. I don't relate to that right now in my life. I, I'm fortunate and privileged to be able to say that, but I felt because there's so many people who are in that position and it makes me heart feel heartbroken. And then there was later in the movie, he says, life seems so sweet and so sad and so hard to let go of in the end. And that just broke me. Um, and then he said, but every day is a new deal, right? Keep on working and something's bound to turn up. And again, I think he was talking about his art and what he created, but you can that's a metaphor for everything, right? Keep on working. On ourselves, but, you know, go easy on all the buzz terms that make you crazy. But keep on working on um, whatever it is that we love and our passions. But while keeping everything in perspective that, like, we can only do so much. um, Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you have to do things just for your love of it and not for anyone, like, being famous, right? Like, and so. What's that like? What, being famous? No. I'm not famous.
0: Doing something just for the love of it and not because it's you're going to get anywhere with it.
1: Um, should I, uh, should you, am I? You're asking me? <laughs> H- how do you feel? Let me, I'm going to turn that around on you. No, though. I wouldn't know. Oh. Hmm. Well, I think that it's a hopeful movie in the end. Like I don't wanna spoil it, but I loved I loved it. I wanna watch it again right now. Like I what? can't believe yeah, no, I really I really feel well, like great. I hope people um find it again. If you're listening and you never saw American Splendor, please check it out. And if you did see it but haven't seen it since then, revisit it because I think you'll come away with a new I don't know, like a new Um, sort of hopeful reaction to it that maybe, I don't know, maybe in 2003 there were other people, right? Like we were so young so I know I had a positive reaction to it but I don't know if it was the same as what I felt today, right? right? Um,
0: I think I had the same thing. Like, I think I remember just appreciating like how original it was in terms of the way that it mixes reality and fiction. Right. um, And appreciating all those aspects of it but I don't know that I took away anything thematically or like message-wise from the movie at that point.
1: Right. Well, and today, so again, slight spoiler, but not huge. At the end, we cut from movie Harvey to real life Harvey. And he just kind of has this line where he says, and just so you know, not everything was perfect all the time, right? And he makes a joke about his wife and says his daughter, you know, he's so happy that he's with. his daughter lives with them and everything's going great but at the same time he says but parenting's hard like it's not perfect every day like life is not perfect every day but and that's I think that's the message to take away too right that um since the time that they're showing in the film of his life right and success with the comic and other things and then his wife and daughter and all that he's happy and he feels so um grounded and just in general, like happier. Right. But I like that he makes that message. It's not perfect, but that's okay too. Right. Because I feel like sometimes one thing goes wrong in life and people think it's the end of the world or i'd see with my students where they think they're the first and they're young right so it's not it's not their fault at all but like oh i'm the only one who's ever felt this or i'm the only one that this has happened to it's like no like literally every human forever has experienced some version of this feeling right maybe not the same event or same trauma but some version of this feeling whether it be hope or heartbreak or whatever right
0: how do you like relate that though in a way that resonates with young people because I see it with our kids all the time where it's yes. like they get upset about something and we have been around long enough to be able to say like this is not a big deal right. this is okay don't don't worry about this yeah. but that doesn't actually help no, you know
1: I know it's so tough it's so tough to try to see from their points of view that it's like brand I'm not new great at them. it I feel bad no I feel bad too right because yeah I want to be
0: dismissive well, of you what wanna, they're feeling you, you feel like you want to tell be them teaching that right. right so it's a teachable right.
1: moment but then them just hearing it from our perspective or somebody else's it doesn't resonate where it's like right. oh yeah you're right other people have <laughs> lost their favorite whatever school project something you know right. like right. it's like okay this is okay in the big picture of life it's nothing but and my high school students like I said go through it and I see it I see it in life and I see it in with people we know and I see it with ourselves and I see it on Twitter all the time where sometimes it's just like that one setback feels like so much or I don't know. Do you get that feeling ever when you write something like, do you feel like if one piece didn't get the same amount of exposure as something else that it's like a huge setback, but then later you think about it, it's like you did it for yourself. You, people did like it. It's okay if it didn't change the world. Uh, not not you know what that I mean?
0: specifically, but I've definitely felt big setbacks that were hard to recover from. I remember writing an entire review of maps to the stars, the David Cronenberg movie and losing it. Oh yeah. And like feeling so defeated. Right. And I was in a much worse place at the time. And, you know, uh, so I've definitely experienced that and blown those kinds of setbacks way out of proportion. I'm guilty of that.
1: Yeah. It's okay. Everybody has, you know, their ways of dealing with things too. But I definitely loved how this movie was real in the end and just kind of – it ends like on such a happy note. Um, He has found that happiness in life even though everything is not perfect because I think that's really what life is, you know, and we're lucky when we do have like long spells of what feels like perfection, but there's always something, you know, even if it's whatever. Um, And again, I love seeing movies about creatives, you know, Mm -hmm. like – Here's this artist and he's trying to – oh, and I also connected so much to his <laughs> um, collecting things, right? But I'm lucky, I guess, that I um, I can mask my hoarding better <laughs> than he was able to. Sure. Um, <laughs> well, he
0: didn't have to because he was living alone for so long. Right,
1: right. And he didn't have a lot of space. And I right. think, you know – yeah. Anyway um, – I love it. I love. I love all of that. I love that it, it recognized so many things in him that are qualities that so many different people have. But yeah, it's great.
0: Well, that's great. I'm super excited that yeah. like it made its way that high. because like, then
1: I was thinking, oh, if I made a best of like the new millennium, would it make my list?
0: <laughs> we could do that when we're done with these. I mean, we could try to do like a decade yeah. list, right? For 2000 to 2010. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Just in time for no one to care no, because no everyone one. just did their 2010 right. to 2019 list, which here's we did not do.
1: Here's something I'm going to say that might sound kind of harsh.
0: Let's have it.
1: No one cares ever. Like no that's one cares. True. You yeah. know, right. I saw something on Twitter today <laughs> that I thought was really smart. Okay, and I'm I this movie. No one cares. Ri- no, No, that's not true. Okay. It's not true. <laughs> but like, think about it. There are thousands, tens of thousands of people writing about entertainment all the time, talking about entertainment or writing about sports or talking about sports or whatever it is, right? There's so many people and you just have to like enjoy, enjoy it, have fun with it. And that's it. It can't be, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I don't know. It's okay if no one cares because if you want to talk about it with somebody and that brings you joy, that's all you need, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I forget. I was going to quote something I saw on Twitter. I don't even know who wrote it. Pretty sure I gave it a little heart because I thought that's so wise. It was um, God. It might have been who was it? I don't want to. I don't want to quote the wrong person. Jimmy Fallon. I'll feel so badly. It was G- yeah. It was Chrissy Jimmy Fallon. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen said, "Do it for yourself. Don't do it for anyone else." <laughs> Chrissy Teigen. Twenty twenty. Twenty
0: twenty. She's running for office.
1: Bella Bambina. <laughs> <laughs> that's what John Legend says to her all the time. He does.
0: It's adorable.
1: <laughs> anyway, okay.
0: Uh, all right, so that's your five, your new five, American Splendor.
1: This is the new podcast, by the way. We're only talking about American Splendor.
0: <laughs> my old number five is a movie that no longer appears on my list, and that is Mystic River.
1: Aha! Uh-huh. My old number
0: four. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we were both very high on Mystic yes, River we in were. the year two thousand three. Yes, we just rewatched Mystic River the other day. That uh-huh. was the Kevin Bacon movie that we referenced. Rewatching so many
1: happy movies lately. Just good joyful. lord, oh, my man! Gosh. Like. That, like and that's the, part of
0: it too, because now when I look at my list, I'm like, Oh, there's almost no depressing movies on this list, oh. but my original two thousand three list is just filled with downers.
1: So now we're older and life is busier <laughs> and stressful and we want we just the want happiness. Escapism Back and, then we yeah. were just like, Oh man, look at this sad right. story. We feel it for
0: them. Mystic River is like it's fine. It's well made. <laughs> Uh, it's it's fine. one of the better Clint Eastwood movies of the two thousands. You know, yeah. like he hasn't made that many that I've been too crazy about these this century. Um, Kevin Bacon's really good in it.
1: Yes, and that's what made me think. Like, oh, I want yeah, our next, for sure. Like, our next rabbit hole to be, and we were talking about Bacon, how
0: his performance is the Kevin one that Bacon went. Hole. His I performance to, is the I one want to that see went. Kevin
1: Bacon's hole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: His performance is the one that went unrecognized because right. Sean Penn wins an Oscar. Right. Tim Robbins wins an Oscar. They Marcia Gay Harden, won? Yeah. Marsha Gay Harden was nominated for an okay. Oscar. Didn't win until okay. Pollock. Um, oh my
1: gosh, Pollock.
0: Yeah, that's a movie. That's that a movie. Out, that I, what delgons, year that? I don't know.
1: It was probably on my top 10 and probably wouldn't be now. There, That's an example <laughs> right. of what we were talking about. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm still coming to mind. Um, so... But Kevin Bacon is so good and yeah. it's so not showy. And I think that's right. part of what it is because every other performance in the movie, I'm sorry, is incredibly showy. Right. And Sean Penn winning Best Actor for this movie. Uh, Again, we should have realized that the Oscars were a farce back in 2003. Some of us did yeah. because Tom Hanks lost in 2000. You, I'm going on 20 years yes. of recognizing that oh the Oscars gosh. are fucking nonsense. Was that the
1: year you almost left the party?
0: Yes, you wouldn't let me. <laughs> I know. But I was very serious about leaving. And then in years past, like I've had to leave the Oscar party. I come home. I don't put it on. Like I, I don't come home and turn on the Oscars. I right. literally will watch Star Trek or Avatar yeah. or something. Right. Like,
1: I still, I still want to watch. Books. I know, totally, and that's fine. Yeah. We'll
0: watch this year and whatever. Of course. Right. Um. But everyone Sean with Penn. their yeah with their my fucking daughter kid oh like my everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of there. a sucker
1: for that, though, like any neighborhood. like So whenever it is really like the neighborhood, like I just get sucked in. But I know you are rolling your eyes so hard during yes. all of that. Oh, my gosh. It cracks me up.
0: The, the, there's just no nuance to the movie at all. Like It doesn't give you any credit for being able to catch certain things. There's a shot of Tim Robbins like – Getting in a car and being driven away, and then the movie will like flash back to when it happens at the beginning, just in case you don't see the parallel between the two. But (laughs) there
1: are people who that's the thing that works for them. Like that exact moment, right? And they can put it at number five on their list. And profound because of that exact shot. Right. Yes.
0: They can put and it at number good. five right. or There's higher. There's something for everyone. I'm Anyways. glad. Yeah, the photography is good.
1: Yes, we talked about. The music I love is really the color. Good. The color palette sort of users. Yeah. Like blues. Yeah. I think it looks so good. Yeah, um, the score wrecks me. I love yeah. the score, and in fact, the score was keeping me by Clint Eastwood. Oh my gosh, I think it's so good. I think it's and so and he doesn't sing effective. on it, which helps because he's <laughs> Does he?
0: Gran Torino. He's, that's, he, I at the end of the movie, that. yeah, it's like yeah. a piano composition where he's just like, Gran Torino. No. I swear <laughs> ah, to God. No. I'm getting the melody really? wrong. I, 100%. What? Are you looking it up right now? That's yes. fine. Uh, no, 100%. He sings a song about a Gran Torino at the end of Gran Torino. And it's really him singing? Which was the first movie we saw after Charlie was born. No way it was or not. Maybe the second. I thought the first movie Was saw... it Benjamin Button was yes. the first? And we... Then Gran Torino was second.
1: Okay. We saw Benjamin Button and we And both... it ends
0: with a baby dying.
1: Right. And we both started crying and ran <laughs> to the car to drive home to our baby. Awful. Awful. Was... What were we thinking? I don't know. Sorry
0: for spoiling the end of Benjamin Button. If it helps, yeah. he's a very okay. old man.
1: Yeah. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> right. <It's, laughs> so it's, There's a lot of weird things, man. Um, so, okay. Wait. Go back. So Clint So really Mystic sings. River
0: is just really histrionic and like over the top in most ways. And I still find it watchable. It's a fine Sunday afternoon movie. You could play a few seconds of it, but.
1: Is this the song you were talking about? This is from Gran Torino. Doesn't
0: if he starts singing, then this is the song that I was talking about. So tenderly. I told you. Your story.
1: He's kind of growling. It's like a whispered growl.
0: (laughs) You never knew you needed to hear Eastwood sing the theme to his own movie.
1: Wait, this is kind of like poetry that like my ninth graders write. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. So Mystic River no longer on my list. From number five, off the thing. My new number five is Irreversible, which we kind of already talked about. And it's a movie that I knew would remain on my list despite... I don't think having rewatched it since that time in the theater. I think right. one time I showed Doug the fire extinguisher oh, sequence. Oh gosh, yeah. Just because I was like, I don't know how they did this. Yeah, Check right. it out. Yes. Um, and I've avoided the rest of the movie for obvious reasons. I still but don't
1: know how they did that.
0: It's such powerful movie making. When and- I was
1: watching it and texted you, oh my gosh. It's a nightmare and yeah. I'm dizzy and this and that. He just wrote back like, do not watch it. You should not rewatch that movie. But I did. I got through I
0: it. felt bad I wasn't home. Like, oh, you're here alone yeah. watching oh. that movie. It's terrible. I appreciate you caring. Uh, but it's an incredible um, movie and yeah. uh, deserves to be on this list.
1: Um, just, I think I said this already, right? The score to Mystic River. I feel... Yep, we're back on Mystic yeah, River. Yeah, we're back okay. on Mystic River. Um, the but I just Because score the score was enough. Well, no. The score, Tommy, the lighting, like the color where's my daughter, palette. Tommy? <laughs> Sean Penn is so over the top. There was, like, one scene. Sure? Hold on. There's one is scene that where stop, that's the one. There. Oh, my gosh. It's Give me the Oscar, kid. But, I mean, I would be screaming in distraught. I can't even. Of course. Even, it, that's the thing. Even. It's like you watch right. it, and it and you're all, like, well, awful. what would I do in right. this situation? Right, because Nobody. other times I'm watching stuff and I'm like, how would that person <laughs> go then the next day to their friend's house? Right. It's just like, what? I would just be dead. Like, I would just be dead. Goodbye. But, um... The What was I going to say? There was one scene, though, that he was a little more uh, nuanced. and yeah. It might have been later in the movie. I don't know. He's like on the steps. I don't know. They're always on the steps. But um, <laughs> this movie's called On the Steps.
0: Mm-hmm. It should have been called.
1: Um, so, yeah, there was like a, a moment where I thought, well, there's he's doing something really great. But um, the score and the color palette, I loved how it looked. The cinematography overall, those things kept me with it longer where i kept going back i was like oh this probably won't be on my list and then like probably the score would start again and go oh maybe this is gonna be on my list oh my gosh so i could just listen to the score right without watching the movie and i can well, just watch a couple kevin bacon movies y- a
0: couple years later maybe four years later is that gone baby gone
1: 2007 okay Yeah, I was getting Gone Baby Gone vibes. Well, because it's
0: Dennis Lehane, Uh it's Boston, Mm -hmm. and it's like a way better movie. Yeah, I love that movie. So if you're given the choice between the two, it's like, well, this is obviously the one that I'm going to go to is Gone Baby Gone. If
1: we redo our 2007 movies.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a brutal one, by the way.
1: I'm going to have to rewatch that just to make sure. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, but okay. So where were we?
0: So Mystic River, we can continue to talk about yeah. if you want because it is your old number four. It's my four. old number four. Yeah. So, yeah. well,
1: that's pretty much it. Like, okay. um, it's heartbreaking. You
0: know, Good what, cast. Yeah, good cast. Not everybody giving great performances. I but
1: love how it looks and how it sounds in terms of the score. And that's, yeah.
0: So, All right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Your new number four. My new
1: number four. House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> no
0: kidding. Yeah, baby. Wow
1: think about this okay and rz that, that, shooting
0: up the chart
1: yes and now that you like do you remember seeing that movie with me of course i mean
0: it was on like a thursday afternoon
1: and we were in the big theater weren't we no 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 was it like small a medium one
0: because the movie had been out
1: it wasn't a tiny one though it wasn't one of the tiny tinies yeah it, it was must pretty have been, small no it yeah. was a medium all right i'm gonna stand by this you can you usually have a way better memory than i do i but remember I it being think, one of the okay. small ones but um And
0: it had been out for a little while, like it was maybe going to disappear to me. Sure, so it felt big. Uh, Understandable.
1: (laughs) Um, I just felt like I know I've said this before, and I'm a broken record, and nobody cares, right? I've already established on this podcast nobody cares no everybody cares and nobody cares at the same time so do what you love and say what you love and just be okay with that okay um house of 1000 corpses felt I felt like it was made for me like they tapped into an entertainment thing that was for me but also an actual real life fear (laughs) that was for me and I don't know what else I should say about that it just it was it yeah i loved it so much and i also felt like that was sort of my like i had a brief like back to horror like my horror renaissance right because i liked this horror was after your back to I action renaissance to which action. happened in the summer of 2000 totally
0: thanks to shaft and gone in 60 seconds starring Nicolas cage
1: um Bambi. <laughs> patrick had a regular column called erica loves action it was really good. You guys should search that up. That's how our kids talk about looking for things on the internet. Search it up. Search it up. <laughs> you guys should search that up. Erica loves action. Um, it doesn't
0: exist, lest anyone actually go looking for it. It
1: exists in our hearts and absolutely, absolutely. our computers.
0: <laughs> maybe.
1: Um, <laughs> um, so, what was I going to say? I just, yeah, I guess I loved horror growing up and then kind of got away with from it a little bit because I don't know if like the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know. I don't remember like what came out that we loved in terms of horror. I mean now there's – we can go back and think of things. Yeah, But I, I guess we were just seeing a lot of other things at the time. Yeah. Okay. I mean
0: we were seeing everything. Yeah.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, we were. We were. I don't know. I don't know. It just – for me it felt like, oh my gosh – Horror is back for me personally. This movie is made for me.
0: This is, it's so funny to me because honestly, <laughs> knowing you very well, yes, and do. even I knew you pretty well in 2003. For we were sure. living together at that point. That's we were why I, we, right. going to That's get why I married. accepted the proposal. Thank you, babe. by the way. Have I, have I thanked you for that, by the way? You know, I don't know if you have. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You're I, I should have said thank you as soon as you said yes.
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs> you should have thank just you. stood up, shook your hand. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Really serious. Don't we have cute video, view, video from The Proposal? Yeah, we're the not going to post it on the site or anything. No, I know. No,
0: we have cute video from the movie The Proposal, the proposal. starring Ryan Reynolds.
1: I'm going to do my proposals. <laughs> I
0: can't wait <laughs> to get on stage and do my proposals. What are we quoting? Some VH1 reality show. Oh my show. gosh. Um, okay.
1: So you know me very just, well. It's That's just true. the and? last
0: movie I would have expected you to love like this.
1: When we were going into it? Yeah. Okay.
0: Like, I'm not saying I dragged you, but certainly, like, we went to see some horror movies. As you said, you weren't, like, maybe as into horror at that time. We were seeing everything.
1: Right. I was just seeing But we were everything. definitely I going to see
0: horror movies yeah. because I was way into horror movies. Right. Right. And I'm sure you wanted to see House of a Thousand Corpses. It's not like yeah. I was like, come on, oh, babe. No. Let's go see this movie. I definitely wanted to because yeah.
1: I knew a little bit about the history and right, how it got right, shelved. Right, right, and, you right. know, Yeah.
0: But just knowing your personality and your <laughs> I can't say knowing your taste now because this is such <clears throat> a part of your taste now. Now I could see a movie and say like, oh, you'll like this. It's kind of like House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> but when there was no frame of reference for it, I just would never have guessed that you would respond to it the way that you did. And by the way, in 2003, no one liked this movie.
1: I know. Like we were the only ones I know. who liked this I movie. I know. I know.
0: We showed it to our friends for Scary Movie Night that year. It did not go no, over well.
1: No, I know. I We were alone. I was, I was alone in my other circles. I was, yes, yes. alone. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's interesting that you say that. I recently listened to a podcast where um, Dr. Rebecca McKendry talked mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. sort of like a personality that at one point she was encouraged to maybe take on for a long time ago and it didn't work for her because she felt like Mistress it wasn't, Becca. Yes, right. And she's like, this is not me. It's just not me. I'm going to be myself. That's everything
0: I hate about horror, by the way. That Mistress Becca shit.
1: Okay. Not Becca. Not her. No. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. no. But the idea that you have to have like a a personality that you can't just... And
0: it has to be a certain kind of personality.
1: Yeah. Why does it always become that? You can't just be a
0: person who loves horror movies. right?
1: Like... Right. Part of what I like about Rebecca McKendry is that she just seems so genuine and relatable, right? And so if they were going to make her do this... Thing. It's just not that. Yeah, I don't know why. There was we a already have some of those personalities, Yes. right? I mean, and yes. we like. Them. There
0: was a prominent horror website that used to do like a daily live broadcast, like okay. a TV show. I think it was daily. I don't know. Okay. And one of their correspondents referred to herself as the Gore Horror. Oh, okay. And I just was like, why? Why do you have to be the Gore Horror? Just be a person with a name, right. like.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess it works for establishing your brand and and being memorable so i know that there are so many people who do that right with their youtube channels or their um even their websites or blogs or i don't know but i don't i don't get it it's
0: it's it's the side of horror that just i don't get you don't that's the side that you
1: don't really connect to because right even though you have a bunch of cool horror t-shirts you also have a lot of other clothing that does not say it's just this manufactured thing. Just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know, but whatever. Every, right? Everyone can do whatever they want, but that's yes, my there point you go. That's no my, one cares. <laughs> but that's my point, sort of. That you said it surprised you, and I can't tell you how many people will say, Oh, I'm surprised you like that. It's like, Well, why? Sure. Because you're so friendly, happy, or right? Happy, right? I'm like, well, can I be friendly and happy and also like. A genre that has darkness oh, yeah, to it or sure. like a movie where people I just like I've never my whole in life even when I was a kid like never understood putting yourself in a box of like only this one thing or only this so one. So you never understood look. why
0: I used to literally put myself in a box?
1: Well that was because you were living in a box. <laughs> <laughs> living in a box by living in a box.
0: <laughs> living in a Congo box. Yes.
1: That is what I said. It's
0: actually a cardboard box, everyone. <laughs> well, we you know, know what? the real words. Yeah.
1: No, let me let me have my fun. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I don't know. I. But here, let's be very clear that please we love everybody to just be themselves. That's what it's about for me. Being authentic. and that's what her podcast was about. Like being your authentic self. And yeah, that's, just be a person. Just be a person, right? And so for me, it's don't never be a been. Character. I don't have. Listen, I have like no fashion or style or cool look about me ever. But like that's. I guess that's just who I am. That like I don't. I don't. I don't have one you look. you don't need only. to have I don't that. have any you looks. Well, I have no looks. I just have my looks. You have all the looks. Thanks, babe.
0: I'm giving you all the looks. Yeah, you are. I see your looks. You don't have to be a character. Just be a person. Yeah. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, number four. Yeah. Is um, it your favorite of the Rob Zombie movies, or is Devil's Rejects that's, your favorite?
1: That's hard, because I think for Answer a long time- Answer the question. Uh, the long time I was saying The Devil's Rejects, and then part of me feels like Did since we
0: watch- we, we, did hold we, on let me try that again the did we, we did we, we watch did we rewatch both of them leading up to three from hell or just devil's rejects just
1: devil's rejects i okay. think i think okay um yeah so part of me feels like i would pick house of a thousand corpses because it did feel so much like mine it felt so special like yeah yeah i yeah. just yeah i don't know i I, yeah, I know I, I sound so those. stupid and I'm repeating myself, but I can't explain enough to people. And I know everybody has a movie like this where I really felt like this oh movie my Gosh, this movie understands what yeah. really gets under my skin and makes me I truly, I'm i fr- I'm never going on a road trip in a rural area. And yeah,
0: those are the best movies. The ones that you feel like yeah. are speaking just to you
1: and Sherry Moon zombie.
0: Well, of course. Yeah. Um, all right. my, old number four was Finding Nemo, so it did fall several spots on my okay. list from four down okay. to eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, my new number four, also a horror movie. <laughs> okay. Not House of a Thousand Corpses. How dare you? It is Lucky McKee's May.
1: <gasps> oh my gosh. I didn't even realize May came out that year, but yeah. 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 And it probably wouldn't be on my top 10, but an honorable mention or just I like May a lot, but yeah, for you,
0: I know. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite horror movies of the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, love Lucky McKee. Love Angela Bettis in the movie. Love Jeremy Sisto in the movie. Love Anna Ferris in the movie. Yes. Yes. Um, everybody is so good. Again, like Monster, an incredibly empathetic portrait of a disturbed individual. Right. Uh, which is important. Um,
1: that should be on my honorable mentions.
0: You can, you can add it. There's still time. There's still time. We haven't done the honorable mentions yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for miming typing. (laughs) Can everybody listening (laughs) see me? (laughs) Uh, I just think it's great if I was making a a list of favorite horror movies of the 2000s, it would be near the top.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good choice, and thank you, perfect for your list. Yeah. So Wait, that's your new number three? That's my new number. New number four. Okay. Um, my old number three. Old three. 2003 um, number three old three in america wow yes i'm telling still you still
0: there though number
1: nine yeah we had i had it at number nine okay um my old yeah i'm telling you my memory of the feeling and it was something about it too where it was like it just felt so simple kind of like what was the movie a couple of years ago
0: yeah
1: brooklyn was in the title It was right?
0: just called brooklyn no
1: oh yeah it was just called brooklyn Saoirse with Saoirse the we're one about we're being saying Irish, right. Irish. I don't think it's Searsha anymore. It's not? No. I think it's I don't know. What is it? How do we say Searsha?
0: I thought we were saying it correctly. I thought we
1: were too, but then I don't know. Okay. Um Yes. It in my memory of it, it gives me that same vibe. Okay. I liked Brooklyn. Okay. Anyway, so that's my old number three and my Brooklyn new... Brooklyn is
0: like, she's all Irish, Irish, and he's uh-huh. all, Bella Bambina,
1: <laughs> Yes, right? oh
0: my okay, God, it's so I great.
1: Aww.
0: I keep saying 12 o'clock, but it's 2 o'clock. It's 2
1: o'clock, I'm babe. I'm really sorry. Bella Bambina is t- at 2 o'clock. She's at
0: 2. Don't mess it up. Given his relative position Listen, as he's marching through.
1: Someone standing at 12 o'clock might get the wrong idea. <laughs> <That's> okay, <true. laughs> You're really messing things <laughs> up. It's going to be a lot of confusion. Yeah, sorry about that, Captain everyone. Captain Corelli's mandolin. <laughs>
0: A movie no one is talking about, but we can't stop talking about.
1: (laughs) Do you think anyone else in the world right now, in the entire world, is talking about the movie right now? I mean, in the
0: entire world, maybe really it's unlikely okay
1: every once in a while though i'll do this game john you.
0: madden might be talking about it sure the director not the football okay
1: guy. Okay. okay no I he think... made the movie okay yeah well, sure okay
0: so he might be like remember when i made captain corelli's mandolin and his wife's like right now at
1: this exact moment yeah okay all right it's just us and him
0: so your old three in america yes my new three six spots to number nine old boy um my number three as well no way I believe really? so, yeah.
1: Okay. So can I say something quickly about it? Well we we're you about to talk about it. Say as right? much as you want. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I hadn't seen Old Boy back in the day. Yeah. And I had always wanted to. And so we finally watched it. Well, I finally watched it. You had seen it before. Um, and I really loved it. And there's
0: Now you're ready for that Spike Lee remake.
1: Oh boy. I don't know if I am. It's called Oh Boy. I know. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy, Old oh Boy. <laughs> A podcast by me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy oh boy um here's the thing that it felt i actually was wishing that i had time to watch more um new stuff from that year but i don't think it would have mattered really um but this movie i don't know i don't know if in 2003 it would have resonated with me or felt the same but i absolutely was on board i mean i was so I just loved it all. I love the visuals. I love the story. I loved everything. I love the action. Oh my gosh, Erica loves action. Nice. Yeah. Search yeah. it up. Search it up. Um, yeah. So I, that's my new number three.
0: It's my number three as well. I did not see it no in two thousand three. Okay. I don't know when I saw it. Sometime yeah, but you saw in it in the two thousands, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great. It's.
1: It was on that list too. For me, it was like always on a list of like, I have to see Old Boy. Yeah. I have to see Old Boy. And years passed by, and I was like, I have to see Old Boy finally. That was okay.
0: one of the reasons we couldn't do this podcast.
1: Yeah, I really... I, I refused, right. Because we I, needed to watch I, Old yeah, Boy first. Yeah, I just kind of had a feeling, and I didn't know for yeah. sure, but... Yeah, yeah
0: no, you yeah. were right. Listen, you were right. Thank
1: you. I uh, and have. now it
0: made you want to watch all the Korean revenge movies. Right,
1: yes, yes. So Which that's, we can. Okay, thank you, but that's what I'm trying to... Like, you know how you talk about how over time your, your um, interests sort of change with movies, and I don't know, I just feel like that's uh, maybe the next like rabbit hole that I would want to go down. Okay. Yeah.
0: We have a bunch we can watch. Not all of them, but I know, uh, there's one on Amazon prime that we need to watch.
1: Let's okay. Do it. And another one on Netflix that we need to watch. It's not
0: a Korean revenge movie, but you said you wanted to watch all the Bong Joon-ho movies. Right. And we never saw Okja, which is on Netflix. I
1: know. I really want to see that. Yeah. Okay. And memories of murder.
0: That's the one on Amazon prime that we need to watch. Yeah. Sorry. Got it. Okay.
1: But again, so, we
0: have to keep watching stuff for all these other I things. Know. So we can't ever get to stuff we just want to watch. And
1: pretty soon we'll have a certain year that we'll be watching.
0: Exactly. For F
1: This Movie Fest.
0: That's exactly which right.
1: Which will be announced soon, right? Correct. Before or after this podcast is up? After. After. This okay. goes up tomorrow.
0: Okay. And right. And the okay. fest will be announced probably next week.
1: Yay. That's so exciting! And anyone you listening, you guys got an exclusive. If you don't know what This Movie Fest also, no is, one cares. please, no one cares. But please <laughs> care, care. This okay. This is worth caring about. Actually, this is legit, super fun, and great, um, and worth caring about as movie lovers. So keep your eyes and ears open for information about This Movie Fest coming up. So that was your new three or old three?
0: That was my new three. Okay, my old three. The most embarrassing movie on this list. Oh boy, Twenty One Grams. <laughs> It's not embarrassing. What is (laughs) this movie doing at number three?
1: Right. Number three is because I had it lower, right? Oh.
0: The fact that it was on either of our lists is a little bit.
1: I kind of love that you had it at number three, though. That's.
0: It's criminal. And it's so embarrassing because what kind of a douche was I in 2003? You were not
1: a douche. You were not a douche. I had to have been. I would not have said yes to a douche.
0: How could I put 21 Grams (laughs) at number three? (laughs) Higher than so many movies on this list. Well,
1: look at who the filmmaker is. It's not a terrible movie.
0: It's close to a terrible movie. Oh my gosh, no. Look at who the filmmaker is in your (laughs) A-2. What are you saying? That's not not, bolstering your I'm not a Birdman fan. I know. I liked The Revenant. Yeah, I Uh, liked The Revenant a lot.
1: The Revenant was high on my list didn't you
0: make uh, Babel also oh like you're not yeah babble. okay so
1: i gotta take it back yeah yes. you, you, know, you hated Babel. of course i hated oh,
0: Babel. i have eyes and ears
1: but so many people are like babble
0: i know it's fine it's everybody like, crash, like what you like. like you know it's like crash yeah, but in other languages <laughs> By the way, oh, Crash is coming up next year. Oh shit! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, that that was on my list for sure. Which is maybe more embarrassing than but that's 21 okay. grams. Someone
1: listening might love Crash, and it's totally fine. We still love you, and we're it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I say this to my students a lot because we yeah. often have different opinions. I'm like, it is okay because they'll they'll start to like get this look on their face when I say, oh, I didn't love that, but I'm trying to be kind about it all the time. But I'm like, it's okay. Like we can talk about it, and it's okay to have a different. My hope you know, is that
0: anybody who's been listening, they know knows that like.
1: A new listener might not know though.
0: I'm fine with anybody liking anything. You're like, more
1: than fine. You're right. an early proponent and of that. Just because
0: I am like saying I don't like a just movie. Just because you're
1: miserable? It's
0: not anything that <laughs> you should take personally, you know? <laughs> right, like Right. I don't take it personally when I'm listening to podcasts and people bag on stuff that I right. love, you know, cuz I'm just like no, well,
1: they're wrong. I'm going to take to the comments here. I go well, again. Well, that's
0: fine too. Beep boop, beep. Um we rewatched 21 Grams. It's pretty ridiculous uh sean penn a a little more subdued definitely than in mystic river way more subdued um naomi watts benicio del toro melissa leo leo um i mean the cast is good yeah great cast
1: um
0: the movie is as we were watching nonsense
1: okay so the movie it The story is told out of order. Yes, it It is. It jumps around.
0: For no good reason. And that's the thing.
1: There are movies that do that where it makes sense. And even when we were talking about Irreversible, it tells the whole thing backwards. Um, It's
0: the only way to tell that movie. In fact, there was talk that that Gaspar Noe was going to release a cut like told in the other direction. Oh, yeah. And then I feel like there's no reason to watch that movie.
1: I know. Well, mm, it wouldn't be sad in the same way. Sure. It would still still be be horrible. It would still be horrible. Right. But there's like a, just like a deep, deep sadness that you feel at the end.
0: Right. Because you've seen what's coming. Right. Oh my gosh. It's awful. Uh, Anyway, 21 grams, out of order, out out of of sequence.
1: Well, all over the place. Yeah. It it doesn't follow any sort of pattern. And again, in some movies, I think that's okay. In this one, it doesn't make sense. To us, at least. We didn't feel, we're like, why? We both kept looking at each other like, Why? Why? (laughs) Why? and it at times why
0: why why is this movie number three on my 2003 (laughs) list like seriously why did i put it so high
1: so that was your old number three
0: yeah my new number three is old boy
1: yeah okay did we have two ties
0: yeah i believe so matchstick men and old boy both landed Uh, in the same spots
1: okay we're not done yet though no so my old number two was monster
0: as was mine really yeah
1: okay So my old number two was Monster. Again, it makes sense to me that I had it up that high, but it also makes sense to me that now I still really appreciate it and like it, but it's not that high. Um, My new number two is Kill Bill.
0: So our two and one are just going to be flipped. Oh, okay. Sure. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had a
1: feeling. Maybe. Okay. Okay.
0: My old number two was Monster. My new number two is Lost in Translation.
1: Ah. So should I just keep going and we'll talk about both. Well, yeah. Well, my old number one was Lost in Translation and my new number one is Lost in Translation.
0: The only movie to retain its spot. Yes, I believe. I didn't have one that stayed in the same position. Uh, Lost
1: in Translation might be. I'm sure I'm wrong, actually. As soon as I'm about to say this, I'm sure I'm wrong. But it might be. We need to type out our lists from all these shows. All right. Somebody else do that. (laughs) For the five people who will care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. (laughs) But I appreciate everyone who listens. Absolutely. Even if you don't care, you still listen. Thank you. Um, I think it might be the only movie that stayed. Like in the same exact spot, oh, that's or no? What I it's just probably said. right. It's I don't know, but it's probably the only number one that stayed the same.
0: Actually, oh, of all the lists know. you're saying, of
1: all the lists, not on this list. Of all the, lists. I think other
0: movies have stayed in the same spots yeah, on right. previous lists, like on lower. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't it know. Was, if number yeah, ones it was my sixth. It was my number yeah, one. right? Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. So my new yeah, Kill Bill. Because since then, um, I was the bride for Halloween. Uh, we've watched it many times. We watched the special cut. Yes. And yeah, I just love it. It's simple. And Lost in Translation, we watched, when was that? September? I think September, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a few months ago now. And uh, I wasn't sure if it was going to completely hold up and Mm -hmm. make me feel all the same things it did. But it really did, and it brought me back to that time. Um, So I was kind of fresh out of college, and there are some shots that really made me in Lost in Translation, made me feel that feeling when I was like driving home from Milwaukee <laughs> for the last time, and just looking at the sky and looking at the buildings and everything that was so familiar to me, and knowing that I wouldn't be there anymore, and that that part of my life was over. Yeah. And then, and there's just I don't know all that like you know melancholy, right? And bittersweet feelings there's a scene in lost in translation that did that for me in 2003 and as i was watching this time it all that like it all came right back to me um so yeah it really holds up for me how about you
0: i was surprised because yeah seeing it in the theater in 2003 it like totally is it transfixes you it casts Mm -hmm. a spell and i didn't think that would hold up and in fact i've avoided rewatching the movie possibly since then for that reason because i'm like well there's no way it can play The same.
1: I was kind of worried about some of it too. Like, I was worried about if I would have a different reaction to all the relationships in the movie. Um, and I didn't. I, like, it all worked. It all was believable, you know.
0: It's one of my favorite, um, Scarlett Johansson performances. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously one of the best Bill Murray performances too, and he's the one who got all the attention. And Scarlett Johansson was so young when it was made that she didn't really get a lot of accolades. Sure. But, uh, she's so good and mm-hmm. like natural in the movie.
1: Yes.
0: And it, it's a quality that I think she's lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. She still can be very good. I'm not oh, saying yeah. she's not a. Uh, she's oh, yeah, nominated no, for two she's, Oscars. Right, so obviously right. she, she's
1: great, but she's very I good. I heard the most interesting
0: thing like, on the blank check podcast. They were talking about marriage story. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about why does it seem like Adam driver's story more so than hers. Okay. And David Sims, one of the hosts of that show said the problem for me with that movie is she has already lived her arc by the time the movie starts. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what it is. Okay. That's exactly right. why her stuff isn't as resonant as mm-hmm. the Adam driver stuff is.
1: Okay, Interesting. Yeah. I also saw something on Twitter that was just a joke, but it was about like, oh gosh, I wish I could remember exactly what it was. Something about how I've never seen. It's really about him or I've never seen anyone not want to move so badly, not want to move to LA or something like that. I don't know the way it was phrased. It was so funny. I have no idea where I saw that or who said it. So I apologize. Um, I was
0: surprised it lost the translation. I, I thought for sure it would still be my number one, but if I was being, if I'm being honest with myself, I've watched Kill Bill Volume One probably more than any movie from two thousand three. absolutely
1: have, including that was like your bachelor party. You guys watched it in a that movie theater. That was Volume theater. Two. Oh, to that be was Volume Two. Oh, yeah, because it was two thousand four. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, oh, I thought it was like a, a got it. Yes. Okay.
0: I like Volume One better than Volume Two because Volume One is all the exciting shit. Mm-hmm. Um. But as a whole, like the whole movie Kill Bill, is my favorite Tarantino movie. It's not his best movie, but it's, it's your favorite. It's my favorite. Really? It's the one that I would take with me to a deserted yeah. island if I could only okay. pick one, one. You know,
1: God, why does anyone, Why would anyone make you pick only one?
0: It's a weird stipulation I'm to make. They're like, I'm right dropping now, you off just on this island. Right. here's food, water, and one Tarantino movie. Oh my gosh. What's it going to be? I would not choose, Hateful Eight. Not Hateful Eight. But
1: see, it would bring a sense of coolness to this true. island where you might be sweating and but so Kill hot, Bill, overheated.
0: Kill Bill is the most movie. Like it yeah. has the most right. movie in it. That's true. Um, and so it's like kind of the most rewarding. Again, as a as a complete movie, I'm not talking right. about volume one versus right. volume two. This is just volume one, but it's so entertaining. Um, I probably have it memorized at this point, and uh, have rewatched it more than any movie from 2003. So t- for me to, to not put it at number one would be, I think, kind of disingenuous. Even though obviously Lost in Translation is awesome, and I love it. Um, I gotta go with Kill Bill Volume 1.
1: Is it too soon to say that if I had to pick one Tarantino from my island yeah. that I'm being sent to? Why am I being sent to an island?
0: I don't know. Are you I'm coming there with already. Me? Are we there together? Are the kids sure. coming? Okay. If Are we're there together, it's not really deserted, right?
1: Okay. That's true. It's not deserted.
0: Okay. Yours I, would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, I is get that. Is okay that okay to say that? Of course it is.
1: But like when you said Kill Bill is the most movie, I yeah. totally knew what you meant and agreed and liked that idea, but then I was like, Oh, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is like movie in a movie, movie. Like it just, right. it would just no, bring I get so it. much and happiness and nostalgia. Oh my gosh, I'm already, like that movie, it's not even a year old. No, it's and not. And it feels just like it'll bring back the happy feelings for me all the time. <laughs> um, Speaking of bringing back the happy feelings and yeah. all, of, all of the feelings, Lost in Translation in 2003 felt very much that same way. Just like House of a Thousand <laughs> Corpses, Lost Lost in Translation. <laughs> <laughs> Who has ever said that exact sentence? Is this an email you sent to your department? Probably. (laughs) You're going to want to check this one out. (laughs) Working with young people. Sid Haig
0: plays Captain Spaulding.
1: (laughs) Captain Corelli's mandolin. (laughs) Um, Lost in Translation felt like a movie. You'll (laughs) be playing
0: a tune on Captain Corelli's mandolin.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh
0: so just like house of a thousand corpses yes lost in translation yes. dot, dot dot
1: dot 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 um felt like it was made just for me oh okay. and i know it that's that not cool time, i was
0: literally sitting right next to you oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
1: look at your little face <laughs> look at your little beard it's not little right now it's pretty long sorry it's pretty sexy all right um okay this is going a different way Lost in Translation felt like it was just for me And I know, but that movie, it makes, like It was critically acclaimed, people were loving it People were going to see it, everyone we knew Either liked it or Had that reaction of, oh, yeah I've heard good things, right, whereas House of and Corpses No one liked it, other than Us at the time, that right. we knew Or, I don't know, and no one even, people Like, I don't know, in my other circles, like What's that, you know, so right, right, right. Anyway, Lost in Translation Just, number one Yeah, yeah,
0: all right can you read your old number, your old top 10 and your new top 10?
1: I absolutely can. My old top 10. It'll
0: take a while because you have many ties.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So, my am I doing honorable mentions?
0: Oh, we could do honorable at, mentions after. At the end. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: my old top 10. Um, what did I say for number 10? The dreamer's an <laughs> elephant. Know. The dreamer's an elephant. Okay. Number nine, House of Thousand Corpses in the Cooler. I'm the worst. Sorry. I'm so bad. Number eight, Irreversible 21 Grams. Seven, 13, six, Triplets of Belleville. Five, Kill Bill. Four, Mystic River. Three, In America. And let's all go and seek that out and watch it again and then have an In America podcast and we'll talk about how it held up or not. Number two, Monster. And number one, Lost in Translation. My new, number 10, Irreversible Triplets of Belleville. Number nine, In America. Eight, Monster. Seven, The Cooler. Six, Matchstick Men. Five, American Splendor. Four, House of a Thousand Corpses. Three, Old Boy. Two, Kill Bill. One, Lost in Translation. And may I say something? Yes. My sixth through one, my one through six, seems so solid to me. Like that, it just seems perfect. And the other ones, like I could mess with. Stuff might fall off or come back. But I really like my one through six.
0: Well, again, that's what I was saying about my list, and I think it's true of your list too, is how much they feel reflective of us. Right. And I don't feel like our two thousand three lists feel reflective of us now or then.
1: I don't know. I feel like it might have been me then.
0: I don't know if it was me then. I don't know. No. I think I there's don't... hints of me then. Hint, but yeah, I also yeah, hints, think. Hints. Okay. There's hints of a guy who thought 21 grams was supposed to be on his list. Right,
1: I know, but that's what I'm talking about. You're wrapped up in like uh, the hype. And, it's embarrassing. Yes, anyway, no.
0: uh, my old number ten in America, number nine, Kill Bill Volume One, number eight, The Cooler, number seven, Big Fish, number six, Irreversible, number five, Mystic River, number four, Finding Nemo, number three, 21 Grams, number two, Monster, and number one, Lost in Translation. Give my, me
1: your honorable mentions.
0: My new number ten, oh, sorry. Cabin Fever. <laughs> Number nine, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. My number eight, Finding Nemo. Number seven, Monster. Number six, Matchstick Men. Number five, Irreversible. Number four, May. Number three, Old Boy. Number two, Lost in Translation. And number one, Kill Bill, Volume One.
1: I'm so glad you have May on your list. Thank you. I'm so glad. We met Lucky McKee last summer. Yes, we did. He was so, so truly nice and just normal and. I, yeah, I liked him a
0: lot. I would like to say that American Splendor is an honorable mention, but I literally need to rewatch it, so I, I can't.
1: honestly think you would like it so All much. right, yeah. all right, all right. Would, I think you would,
0: yeah. Um, my honorable mentions are Dark Blue, the Kurt Russell cop movie by Ron Shelton, okay. who made Hollywood Homicide the same year. Nice, yes. Uh, Confidence by James Foley.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Down With Love. Yes. Peyton reads Down with yes. Love. That that's one we we rewatched. Uh-huh. That's hard to say we rewatched.
1: We rewatched.
0: Um, and the movie that I feel guiltiest about not revisiting and this is only because I think there's going to be a lot of people listening who are like you assholes, how could you not put this movie on your list?
1: Okay.
0: Master and Commander. Oh. The Far Side of the World. <gasps> it is beloved. Okay. We saw it because it was you know, nominated for Best Picture, I think. And we're like, I guess we're supposed to see this. Neither one of us cares that much about old boats. Um, I don't know. I don't remember our reaction to it. We've owned the Blu-ray for a number of years. I don't think I've ever revisited it. I know that people really deeply love it. Okay. So I truly wanted to revisit it oh. before this podcast. And we just didn't have a chance. But right. So I'll well, p- we could do I can't revisit, put it on my honorable uh, mentions. But I will say... If you've listened this far and we haven't named it, I'm sorry.
1: Okay, you should rewatch and then All write right. about
0: it. All right. Um, what are your honorable mentions?
1: Okay, real quick. The Rundown came out in 2003. <laughs>
0: sure, I don't know.
1: Did I love The Rundown?
0: Uh, not the I... way you loved action movies in the 2000s. Okay, but but you I might have I... loved The Rock in The Rundown.
1: I think I kind of did. I'm yeah, sure. I think I did. Um, did The Italian Job come out in 2003? I don't know. Okay. Remember how much my grandparents loved The Italian Job? I do. That's they so were rude. like Bella Bambina. <laughs> Um, okay, a couple things. Open Water came out in 2003, right?
0: Yeah, I you was, have the list, right? <laughs> I was really into... Italian uh, Job no, is 2003, yes.
1: It. Italian Job, yeah, know I don't have it with me. Um, I really liked Open Water, and I would have liked to rewatch that to see We if, don't own it. Yeah, no, but I, I remember really enjoying that, uh, based on a true story. Sure. And, yeah, freaky ocean stuff um osama is a movie that i also wanted to re-watch i really liked osama in 2003 but haven't watched it since probably 2005 6 or 7 i know that i had to use it for something at some point and watched it again and yeah that was really good so osama honorable mentions osama open water um finding nemo for sure down with love i i thought down with love might make my list sure but you know, you got to cut somewhere. Um, after you didn't. You, after, you just made ties. I, that's right. That's right. Well, you got to cut somewhere for the ties. I was <laughs> when you were talking about pirates. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe pirates. Um, And then here's the thing. Just kind of like you said about Master and Commander, The Station Agent is a movie that was so beloved and I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember. I just don't know. So if we...
0: It might be on there.
1: Right. I just don't know. That's one we didn't get to. So I don't know. I would love to hear from people though, like what were their favorite 2003 movies? Even if you don't have a list or, you know, in order to your list, you could just give me a 10-way tie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this. Thank you, Bew, for uh, doing this with me. These are Thanks always fun. This me. one was the most work. It not did not in a bad way, no. but just because we rewatched so much stuff and our lists changed so right. much. We,
1: we, we tried really hard to like put in the work of rewatching stuff. Yeah, like, to to be obviously kind we of couldn't get to Ray, get to everything, but
0: we probably need to start on two thousand four, like, like right, now. right away. And then we'll just record so next <laughs> February. Exactly. So
1: we'll see you then. No, but I hope people are inspired to go check out some old stuff that they maybe forgot about
0: or Captain Corelli's Mandolin which everyone forgot about
1: Bella I mean, Bamina uh for listening to F-S-Movie.
0: Bella Bambina, two o'clock!